Zach, we Yo. are blessed with a guest today. He's not a even legend. on our show. An absolute legend. It's our friend Chris from Six Guest Scavengers. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going, guys? So I'm jump on board here. <laughs> Dude, I like I'm your hat. Excited. Yeah, as a newbie. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, is that, one, is Imperial. that from the Disney parks or what? <laughs> no, this is uh, Busted Tees. Get hit Ooh. hit with all the ads on Instagram, and uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they got me. They got me. Yeah, <laughs> so. eventually they just they break your spirit like fun. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Most of my teas are busted, but for different reasons. Mm. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. You've got a billion toys. Oh, you brought in the doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash Collecting Weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Mario. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Chris. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank our friends over at Water Scrapyard, One Sex Corner, and Manscaped for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. We have a great show planned for you tonight. Lots of great discussions. Two new hot toys and more. Let's catch up on the chat. Uh, we have Toy Mafia, Rainer, Brian Fontaine, Nicholas Cole, Equan, uh, Vintage Viewport, King, Ding, Scott Bradley, Rainer. Uh, we also have our first super chat, Alvin J. What's up, everyone? Sean Usby, Danny Lee. Uh, we also have another super chat from Mark Pearson. Finally, CW in the money, Brian Fontaine <laughs> pitching in as well. What so an angel. angel. What a he bunch called of angels. us angels. He's wow. the angel. Yeah, what a bunch of angels. Thank you guys for <clears throat> tuning in live. Uh, we have... We have an amazing show, Dean. Before we get into the figure news and these great discussions, let's kick it off with the world's favorite podcast segment. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. It's new this week. Yeah, yeah. What'd you get new this week? So I had a pretty good week. Uh, I picked it up from Rainer, which is funny because he bought it and then he was like, eh, I don't really want it. You want to buy it? I was like, yes, absolutely. It is the Play Arts Kai Mass Effect 3 female shepherd this thing is super hard to get um there's one on ebay right now the asking price is 700 dollars. Wow. jesus i've seen her go as high as like five i've never seen seven uh he picked he ended up snaking a bid this it was like under 300 bucks so i'm i haven't taken it out yet it's been open but it's never been removed from the clamshell and i'm a little scared to remove it but I mean, I love Mass Effect almost as much as I love Star Wars, which is saying a lot. Uh, I have pretty much every Mass Effect figure that's been released except now one. So I don't know I'm that super <clears throat> stoked to add. This. I don't know Mass Effect was so big that that figure would warrant a freaking seven hundred dollar price tag in the. Dude, Mass market? Effect is huge. So that's insane. Back when Bioware made Knights of the Old Republic, yeah, 
um, and it saw a bunch of success of how they made the game, they were like, we want to make our own like Star Wars universe where we don't have to give George Lucas all our money. Uh, so they created Mass Effect, and it's... In fact, uh, last month they just came out with the remastered trilogy for the new consoles, uh, and it's flipping fantastic. So Mass Effect... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Taking a value drop. Value drop. This, is a, this is a Monday night, guys. Come on. Hey, you do better than yourself. Yeah. Increase the box and everything. Yeah, so uh, anyway, Mass Effect is definitely um, on the up right now, so... Uh, I was some, I was shocked at the price he paid, and then he cut me an even better deal. So I'm super stoked. Uh, shout out Rainer. I when when did chat. that? When this did that one out? come out? God, dude, 2000. Well, if it was Mass Effect three, probably. God, 2010, 20. Oh wow, quite a while ago. Huh? Ibiza says, I've never seen so many social degenerates in one place. Alvin says, what company wow. made the Mass oh, Effect? 2012. It's a Mass Effect uh, figure. It's by uh, PlayArts Kai, right? Yes, uh, PlayArts Kai. Um, wow, looking so good. And you're going to keep them nice and sealed in the box, right? Uh, again, it's been opened already, as you can oh, see. Okay. Yeah. But the clamshell, it's, it's like also one of those... A tumble. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those really delicate plastics where like, once you take it out, it like splits in half. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of worried about taking it out, but I mean, it looks good like that. I don't think you need to take it out. I could probably make my money back and then some eventually if I ever decided to sell it, even if it was loose. Because <laughs> I've seen loose ones sell like 300 bucks. So wow, um, I wow. I'm not the kind of guy that sells things in my collection, especially Mass Effect. So I probably won't have to worry about that. Oh my gosh! What about you, Mario? Oh man! First of all. Yeah, so I want a poster, guys, and it showed up today. <laughs> or a poster, I'm sorry, an art print. This is insane. I mean, wow. Let it, Chris, uh, Chris oh, mentioned earlier in our on. chat that he thought. Okay, quick shout out to Andrew. Yeah, yeah. So still <laughs> in work, wanted to drop by and support us. Great to see my man Letty Scavengers for life. What a guy, wow. bro! Thank you, well, Andrew. Thank you, thank you so much. Sweet thank you everyone awesome, else Andrew. too for Appreciate for that. super chats. Hashtag fun Alito. <clears throat> yeah, so so one day I get a, I get an email saying that hey you won this uh, you won this uh, art print uh, giveaway. I'm like, yeah right, okay whatever. I thought it was spam, right? It looked like sideshow, but I checked it out and I went to go look at their at their contest page and I was like, oh shit, I won. But I'll believe it when I see it. And the other night I got an email talking about hey you're uh, you got a package coming in tomorrow, and I had no idea what it was. I thought it was something else that I was getting. Uh, a Kylo Ren that was charged today. I thought I was getting it early for some reason. Mm-hmm. So then I go look at the weight, and I'm like, it's only like a pound and a half. I'm like, what the hell did they send me? So it just turns out just a Ahsoka art print, and I'm like, yeah. So this is my first art print, and I need to look into getting this thing framed. I'm looking forward to it, man. So. How much is this print if you were to just go buy it? I think it's $100, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, the prints are pretty pricey. Wow. Yeah. Mario, yeah. It was definitely uh, that's that's a pretty awesome win there, man. Because I've got mine. I've, I'm actually I, I'm making payments on it, so I haven't gotten it yet. But uh, yeah, yeah, you had said payments. I was like, God damn, how much does this art? Well, I got it. I got it framed from Sideshow. Oh, cool. So how much actually do they charge for framing, Chris? <laughs> like 275 dollars oh my god are they framing it in gold my goodness Uh, gold leaf mario this um did they which which contest was this for was this for the may the fifth 
contest that they did, or is oh, this? I think it was just a random contest. I really, I really don't remember. It was, it was a while ago. It might have been May the fourth. Yeah. I really don't remember. Or May the fourth. Yeah. Man, that's freaking dope. So did they did they share your name to the world and your location, or is this just a screenshot? This from is the email? it. <laughs> this no. This this is what the, damn, what's on dude. their page right now. If you go back and look at the previous contest winners, this is what you'll see. Wow. So, Congratulations, yeah, dude. That's... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Dude, I don't... sue them for doxing you and buy a few more prints. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? But... Get, get the frame at least. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But no, it's great. I'm looking forward to getting this thing framed. John, Hopefully did you get anything this week? Bucks. No, the well's dry over here. Uh, wow. Nothing this week. Chris? Uh, okay, bear with me. I got some stuff. Um, Hell yeah. I have it's a show and tell in the uh, Letty warehouse. Um, let me go through everything. Um, all right. So just the other week, I picked up, um, uh, I think it's Jonathan Tyler Christopher um, uh, action figure variant cover of nice. the uh, War of the Bounty Hunters. And it's got nice. Boba Fett with his black armor. So nice. that's pretty cool um i didn't even know this was coming out my uh local comic shop just put it in my pull list and uh i said thank you nice. um what got a uh i know i got retro collection mando found this right. one on the pegs surprisingly um it was the only one on the peg i don't i don't know how it survived but uh yeah so that's pretty cool um i'll probably be opening this one but I uh, love that. Love that. Um, uh, going with uh, three and three quarter inch theme. I got oh, the nice. Armor TVC. Um, this was actually a buddy of mine, Stephen Ward. He uh, he sent this to me because he got an extra one and uh, he said to open it. So um, I'm sure my girls will, once they find it, they'll take over. <laughs> as as uh, per usual oh my god yeah seriously they wanted me to get the millenn- the big millennium falcon out this morning and they're fighting over figures and all that fun <laughs> stuff so um got the best car mando three uh 3.75 tvc finally so you know add into that collection uh all right and then um most most everybody knows that i'm i'm an ahsoka fan ahsoka tano uh, actually found the uh, Thigpen season oh, seven. Wow. Nice. Um, oh wow! Wow! On the, actually, on the shelf at Target this week. Where do you live, dude. bro? All these great <laughs> figures on the shelf, dude. I go. There's like 65 Shang Chi Marvel Legends, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, there's so and, many Shang Chi and the Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, that right. wasp figure from like eight years ago. It's like, jeez, dude. It's like, it's bro, just hanging around. Put this out of its misery. Clearance jeez. it out. <laughs> I know, right? Um, all right, so a couple, just a couple more Ahsoka-related things. No, um, so on, I like to get some custom things, and on Etsy, there's a seller that makes custom carded oh, um, figures, and oh. the whole figure and everything is custom, and it's all painted and everything. Does the whole card back, and uh, this one, this is the collector's edition because it has a chrome backdrop behind the figure it's five oh, of wow. 15 yeah uh, wow. so just you know something different um i'm always looking for that stuff just because you know th- there's there's more and more ahsoka stuff but there's not as much as i would like um two more things get this done quick um so my buddy fj uh he 
got these Ahsoka coins um, made for a bunch of a bunch of Ahsoka collectors. So it's just this cool, you know, something something unique to put on your uh, shelf. But it's uh, all enameled and everything. Um, really nice, really nice piece there. And then last thing, um, I'll talk about where I got this later. But my friend David Quinn, um, oh, he had nice. a custom Ahsoka T-shirt made, and uh, he is the host um, of Star Wars Prototypes and Production podcast. And this is actually a um, first shot prototype of Ahsoka's figure from um, season three of Clone Wars, and that's in his personal collection. So, wow. um, just some unique stuff. Um, plus, I don't get to, you know, usually talk about a lot of this stuff, um, you know, Let on six out, characters. So, <laughs> we're, uh, you know, just some pieces that I got, you know, in the last couple of weeks. But, uh, that's awesome. yeah, that, that's pretty much it for me. Congrats. Chris, Thanks. Chris, I got to ask you, oh, were you, how many of the, uh, the TVC Ahsokas do you happen to have in your collection? Uh, the original one. The original um, one, yeah. I've got three in my collection, um, three different variations. One is the U.S. version. Then mm -hmm. I have um, the Canadian version, and I also have the Euro version. As now, were well. you kind of were you kind of sweating it when they were looking at re-releasing <laughs> that one? I was. Uh, I was. Um, though, being a variant collector, um, mm -hmm. I almost wanted them to. Reissue yeah, exactly. It because it would be another version, and mm -hmm. uh, I was discussing with a lot of um, a number of my other um, Ahsoka collector buddies, and we didn't think that the value was going to be um, affected too drastically because, you know, it's a different. They would, it's a totally different figure, new, um, you know, new paint apps, um, face printing technology, different card back. Um, mm -hmm probably a different bubble and all that stuff. So, you know, we we're thinking, Punched. okay, yeah, it might get hit a little bit, mm. but um, I think we'll see it eventually. But uh, yeah, I yeah. was, you know, I, I didn't pay as much as what they're going for now. I got, you know, pretty decent deal considering on, on all three of them. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's, so it's insane. It's so insane what that figure is going for. Oh, now, I, I know. Our, I mean, our buddy, was... um, our buddy Jared Mafex Mando, he sold his about a month ago, and I think he it sold for like just about seven hundred dollars on eBay. Mm -hmm. So, Easy. and that's you know, that's a modern it's a modern figure, you know. And God damn! Yeah. In the past ten years, that's Might as well Alvin, be a Mass Effect figure. Yeah, Alvin says <laughs> cool pickups, guys. Eddie Maestro says Letty the Don over here. Uh, we got Dorklair in the chat. They're actually doing an episode of Small Talk. I think it's next Thursday. Next Thursday. Uh, Danny Lee says, I want Letty to show up every week to show off his new this week. Maestro <laughs> says, hashtag give me more Letty. And Caesar says, I agree. Letty, if you ever, the chair's always open, my guy. If you want to come and chit chat with us, by all means. Dude, he does new this week. He's like, see you later, guys. Like deuces. <laughs> uh, I had a great week. So it was my birthday last week. And uh, tons mm. of tons of listeners pitched in, gave me some gift cards to our buddies over at Steven's Collectibles. Uh, and so I picked up this first four figures PVC uh, Amaterasu from Okami. Uh, we did an unboxing, uh, I think it was last Saturday, John, yep. uh, on the YouTube channel. Yep. It was like a quick 15-minute thing, but uh, I, I honestly couldn't wait to open that like on Monday. I just I had to get into it. Uh, and then Victoria for my birthday got me the Nendoroid Bumblebee. So I've been kind of eyeing this at uh, another local shop, 
and um dude honestly this thing is dope comes with the battle mask comes with the cannon arm uh and the sword arm and uh i do like it quite a bit uh while we were at steven's collectibles uh he had mentioned that one of our patreones mike uh had canceled his crown series gandalf and they were gonna basically make a post on instagram and the groups to see if they can fulfill that order and i was like yo stop what you're doing and i i looked at victoria i said my wife my queen my liege please and so she uh she was nice enough to to pre-order this for me as a as like my like full birthday gift and uh it's kind of interesting because that figure was supposed to come out last winter and it's been kind of pushed back pushed back pushed back some people have gotten it already other people are still waiting i think right now the the word is this is coming out um as early as june and as late as winter of this year for sideshow uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. I'm a big fan of Gandalf. Uh, love love the films. Uh, I've read The Hobbit. I, I don't want to say I've read Lord of the Rings. That fucking book is huge. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be able to have secured this because, I mean, when Steven opened up pre-orders, I mean, pretty much sold out immediately. So uh, I'm pretty excited for this. I know it's a figure that needs some futzing, but Steven Percher in the Patreon chat uh, is more than willing to help me out. Uh, Alvin says more cool pickups. Alvin's out there making it rain in the super chat. So thank you for that. Thank you. Pemrica's in the chat. Mark says, while you're getting the gray pilgrim, Danny says he got his from sideshow. Um, Scott Bradley says very cool. So definitely a great couple of pickups, but let's get into the news. Starting with hot toys, black widow snowsuit 250 releasing July to September, 2022. Uh, I think the outfit looks great. I like the accessories. The price point 250 isn't terrible. Um, the release date is kind of interesting being July to September, 2022. Uh, and the reason I say that is because Taskmaster is April to June, 2022. So it almost seems like you would want Black Widow to be the first figure in that line to come out rather than Taskmaster. Um, I think my only complaint with this is the head sculpt. I just think it, it just kind of looks bored in these action photos. And, you know, I don't, I don't really think it's that great of a portrait. What do you think, Dean? Um, yeah, I think the only reason why I wouldn't really need this before Taskmaster is she never really wears white, and there's tons of Black Widows before that are already out that you could pose with Taskmaster in black. Uh, I guess I have to wait and see the movie to see how important this suit even is to say one way or the other, but, um, I mean, I think it looks cool. Uh, I like that her boots are finally, like, not high heels. That always bugs the fuck out of me on like every black widow figure she has these like one the boot is one solid piece so there's no ankle cut and then they're like high heels it's like why would she fight in high heels um but i guess they're accurate so i guess i don't know anything uh but i think it looks great i don't know what you're talking about with the portrait but i kind of want to get it but i don't really need another black widow so yeah there's been so many black widows that dropped in I agree with Zach. The portrait. Oh, there's there's something off about this. Uh, to me, I just think like, I think her head is like a, a, a tad too big, but mainly a little bit wide. I don't remember ScarJo's face looking extremely wide like the way that it does, at least to me. The yep. sculpted hair. The sculpted hair looks all right, but I mean, there's, it's gonna definitely limit the articulation, um, for in, as far as the head is concerned. I know a lot of a lot of collectors were really didn't like the fact that this. Figure usually has rooted hair, 
I think it worked a lot better for the end game piece just because her hair was all tied back because she's got the braid. But when it's all down like this, not so much just because of that, um, <laughs> that lack of articulation in the head. <laughs> really, Dean, what's going what? on? Josh, this sounds like Dean is choking <laughs> the chicken. I'm not just sitting here. What am I doing? That's why well, you, had your, you had your camera off, dude. So Jason like, Yo, says where you none at? of the ScarJo oh. heads are any good. She always looks like a haggard bar fly. Jesus, <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I mean, I think Lord. I like the white. I like the white outfit. I think she looks great in it. But I think the uh, the one that we're gonna look out for is the the more iconic comic comic inspired one with the black and a little bit of the gold trim, or the gold accents on her uh, on her person. But yeah, but yeah, two. But are we really gonna get two black widow figures for the same movie? I mean, a black Probably. and white one. So I don't know. It looks, it looks all right with, though. Don't look too bad. I'm with Mario. I think it looks a little too wide. What do you think, John? Mm-hmm. Um, I like the figure. It's I'm gonna wait out to see the movie. I want to actually see the movie, um, see how this outfit ties into the movie and so forth. For me, I think the portrait is really well done. What I think it is is the head's a little bit too big for the body. That's what I find. Um, love the sculpted hair, as opposed to the um, the other figures rooted. that have come out. Yeah, rooted where you got to brush the bloody hair. Um, but again, I, I see where you're coming from with the face. There's no expression. So when you try to get an action mm-hmm. pose, it's just like, this is more of a, just stand on your shelf and, and don't do anything to it sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a good looking figure. Uh, like I said, I'm going to wait out on this set and, uh, see how the movie turns out. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Yeah. I mean, you guys, y'all, you all make great points. Um, <sighs> old me would have been would have been dopoing this thing uh you know not even like giving it a full once over and stuff um scarjo she's like one of the tops for me and um i like the character a lot in the mcu Mm -hmm. so just on that merit i probably would have ordered it um but uh taking a different approach waiting seeing how things play out want to watch the movie um i do really like the suit i like the you, you know, it, it breaks up, you know, the, the Infinity War one was a little bit different with the vest and everything. But uh, as far as the entire lineup, it's very black as far as like mm-hmm. just the same aesthetic. Um, I think getting the white suit really breaks that up if you are yeah. a Black Widow collector. Um, I, again, I do, I like the sculpted hair. Um, I like the Endgame one. Uh, I did sell it. But again, yeah, it seems like I, the the point about her head being a little bit too big, for some reason it does feel like it is. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think it would not keep me from yeah. buying this figure. Exactly. I, I think this figure will eventually be in my collection. And Chris, I think you, you brought up a great point with the suit. The suit's nice and it pops. You know what worries me, though? The, the red of the hair on the suit... Ooh, rubbing point. Mm-hmm. And, great point and also the straps on the leg with the black um great point mm. the black i just hope that doesn't rub off over time I think yeah you uh, wonder the material yeah that mm-hmm. is a seasoned hot toy collector <laughs> thing to think about that's amazing that you brought that up because honestly <laughs> that it right did not my cross my mind and the second yeah. you start saying it i was like 
That's a hundred percent accurate. I didn't even consider that. I wanted to ask you guys. Get the plastic on. It's okay. I won't even take the plastic. Yeah, (laughs) she's just standing there. She's not. You'll just have to fit uh, plastic underneath those straps or something like that. Um, (laughs) Is there precedent for head sculpts staining clothes? You know the clothes. Um, I'm trying to think, and I I can't think of usually the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So, like for example, the Star Wars um, Obi Wan, the cloak. Uh, there's some instances where, if you put it over his head, it was actually staining the forehead and the hands too. And the hands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen it the other way around, but because um, typically the hair is often like molded in that color, and then there's paint mm. over it. So I can't imagine there'd be a ton of paint on the bottom. Like you're not really supposed to see that part of the hair. Mm. But you know, definitely John has a point. Like that leather, if they put dye in there or something like that, it oh, could. Yeah. It could mm-hmm. definitely, especially being white. I mean, white, you touch it the wrong way one time and it's it's gone. I think Chris made a great point about the pre-ordering. This movie comes out in July. You have literally more than a year for this to come out. <laughs> wait till you see the movie. Wait till you see yeah. the character. Wait till you see what this does. I know later we're going to talk collecting multiple versions of characters, uh, using this as an example. But um, that's a great point because, I mean, this movie could just fall flat. This suit could only be in there for one scene for all we know. Um, I would definitely wait to see the full lineup they do for this movie uh, before you lose a thirty dollars deposit on, you know, what potentially could be a great figure or could be a figure that's, you know, one one scene character outfit. Mm-hmm. So, one more thing about this, and it applies to the um, next figure. Um, did you guys think that this figure would have been available sooner than it is? I, th- like, there was a lot of chatter in our um, group about, you know. M- will this figure potentially be like kind of like a movie movie promo edition figures have been like it comes out shortly after the movie is released within two to three months since this figure's been i mean this movie has been pushed back so much i thought that maybe we would have seen this figure sooner and it's kind of i'm kind of disappointed that we won't be seeing it till later next year yeah yeah, just something to. I, I know Hot Toys got real burned on that with, um, with the Star Wars figures from Episode Seven, where yeah. they had stock pretty much good to go at or near yeah. the release, um, and it obviously didn't do very well for them. Uh, I would say, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't see this coming out any earlier. I would say earliest would probably be to match with Taskmaster the April to June time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I this this movie was supposed to come out last year, last May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm shocked April, that the release right? isn't like December 2022, mm-hmm. like a year later, over a year later. You know, um, well, I showed figure, this figure last, uh, I last year, didn't I? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm shocked that the the release date isn't much closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't imagine that they haven't already made a batch or two considering how old the movie was supposed to be and how you know they should have started shipping does that make sense yeah yeah Yeah. i Um, i agree with chris like i'm considering the movie was delayed they should have had this figure coming out with the movie end of story there's no there's no excuse to be having it release a year later and i think that would have been a great idea is Mm -hmm. to have it as and market it now at this point as a movie promo edition if they released it with the movie, I think that would have been great. 
You know, and especially if they were going to, if they plan on having another Black Widow for this movie. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, we all we all know that we can never predict what Hot Toys is, is going to do, and they never do yeah. what we think they should. Yeah. It's been a while since we've seen a movie promo edition, hasn't it? Yeah. When was the last one? The Captain America Endgame? That's that's what I'm, I was thinking. The, oh, that's that's right. the D20, yeah, the the D23. Oh, or, no, no, the D23. Yeah, that wasn't the D23. A, that wasn't I thought it was a movie promo. Though. I don't think so. I think that was just a convention exclusive. Mm. I think you're right. So who was the one before that? The Cap Infinity War? Mm-hmm. Infinity War, I want to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. It's like the worst one. Up next, Taskmaster. <laughs> hey. uh, 250 April to June 2022. Uh, I actually like this take on this character. Uh, I know it's obviously a classic um, comic and animated series character, but man, this looks great. I have no idea how any of this story is supposed to unfold. I, I'm not like the biggest MCU guy and you guys know that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if Loki's going to explain how this Black Widow movie takes place or, you know, there's been some theories that we talked about like last year when this movie was supposed to come out about how they were going to work this movie in. Um, but having Taskmaster in it, I think is really great. Um, I, I don't really have too many good things, uh, too many bad things rather to say about it. I mean, I think the sculpting on the armor looks great. I think the accessories look good. Um, I think it's a little bare bones. You get the shield, the bow, the sword, and some hands. But, you know, again, we haven't seen the movie, so I don't really know if there's critical stuff missing. Typically, when they have some stuff they're going to add later, they'll do like a question, 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. blurred out thing at the bottom. So it appears that this is probably always going to come with. But um, I don't mind it. I like the colors. I think, like Chris said, you know, having a white black wood on the shelf adds a bit of color pop to the collection. I think having this orange, blue, and sort of gray armor... Uh, you know, I think it looks good. What do you think, uh, Dean? Um, yeah, I think it looks cool. Um, F- Fernando said in the chat, and I've seen this a, a bunch of people, you know, theorizing that they think that Taskmaster is going to be a woman in the movie, which, you know, wow. I, you know, either way, I don't care. Um, but it's going to be a big ass woman, dude. Because if you compare the figures, you know, the Taskmaster to the Black Widow, she's way smaller, like, proportionally, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't... I mean, I guess maybe that won't translate in terms of toy, if it, that's the way it is in the movie. Um, but this looks like a beefy figure. I mean, it looks like it's going to be really cool. Um, again, I'll have to wait to see the movie, because it's like, well... Like, obviously, the Taskmaster isn't in the rest of the franchise, so... I mean... <laughs> It's probably just going to be in this one movie and never see him again, uh, which is why I didn't I didn't buy a like Mysterio. I was like, well, like I guess, but um, I don't know. It looks cool. <clears throat> yeah, you know I agree. It's a cool looking piece. I mean, I know next to nothing about this character other than the fact that he can I guess he can learn other people's moves like really really fast and just mimic them right away. I guess hence the shield and the um, and the bow, right? And I guess he's doing also doing the uh, the Black Panther thing with the claws. Yeah. I'm looking forward to really seeing this guy in the movie. I mean, he looks he looks really he looks really cool. Um, someone mentioned before that the mask kind of reminded them of um, uh, Crisis, one of the characters that was in the oh, Crisis game. Oh yeah, it and I, I totally see that. I totally see that now. As soon as I think it was Optical Twenty that mentioned it, and after he after he mentioned it, I can't unsee that. But overall, it's a it's a great looking figure, man. I mean, it's gonna be like I said, I'm gonna be um, I'm fairly interested to see how it's gonna play out in the MCU. What are you, John? What do you think? Yeah, so I think it looks great. Like just a little bit of backstory about the character. 
um, from, what I, from what I read, his kind of ability, he possesses photographic reflexes that allow him to mimic any fighting style at the cost of his long and short-term memory. So reading that, I think it ties back to what the kind of shield, Captain America's shield. You've got Hawkeye's arrow, bow and arrow. You've got Black Panther's claws. I think that's uh... going to be how it kind of ties in. And based on that logic, I, I, I think it looks great. Um, I'm more of a fan of the comic style. So I, like I said, for this pair, I'm going to wait to see um, how the movie turns out, how the character uh, is, is just depicted in the movie, and then I'll decide on whether or not to pull the trigger. Like Zach said, we got plenty of time, uh, so I'm not going to rush to pre-order this one, but it's a great-looking figure. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I agree. I, I love the aesthetic of this uh, this figure, this character. As soon as we got the teaser trailer, I don't know, back, it was like Super Bowl last year, um, mm-hmm. and, and saw this uh, <laughs> saw this character in live action. I was pretty excited. Uh, I I knew about Taskmaster uh, in the comics. He's um, he's a mutant, and uh, so that's interesting. I don't think this version in the MCU will be a mutant, but we never know. Um, they've had some time to potentially tweak um, tweak the backstory, and uh, and and like. Uh, like John said, um, the the comic version is pretty cool. You know, it's got a more skull-like mask, um, yeah. and and everything. Mm. Uh, but this particular figure, I I love uh, the coloring, the color scheme, um, the hood. I think everything looks great. I think it will be a great addition to, you know, a, um, a Marvel lineup. And we just need more villains, and that's what I like seeing yeah. is is getting villains to fill out a lineup. So yeah, Alvin I'm, says, yeah. Alvin says it's rumored that the MCU has big plans for this character. Uh, I think this is going to be a good figure, though. It looks like it has a pretty posable undersuit, so you don't have to worry about like a rubber uh, suit tearing or you know any of that janky stuff. But yeah, Chris, it's interesting it, you say that this this uh, this character was a mutant in the comics. Do you think it's possible that they might introduce mutants this way in the MCU? Hey, from the that's snap. been. I mean, well, I mean, it's been a rumor. Well, not, yeah, it, yeah, it's a rumor going around. Um, I don't know if this movie was, if the script and everything for this was done before the Disney um, Fox merger and stuff. So, uh, okay, he's that not case. a mutant. I thought I've heard that he was originally a mutant in the comics. But um, Zach, this takes place uh, after Civil War, so there's no snap yet. Oh, mm, okay, right. yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Watch, we're yeah, gonna get a Mark Forty Six reissue. Oh, God, here. Are you <laughs> kidding me? A Mark Forty Six reissue, <laughs> Black Panther reissue. Uh, moving on, uh, SL Custom Trickster God One Twenty Five release in Q Four Two Thousand Twenty One. Uh, John, what do you think about this? I think this is stunning. Um, I really like wow. this figure. I haven't I haven't dipped my toes into the um, dip em, thir- bro. third party company uh, <laughs> dip product yet, <laughs> but but I think he looks really good and <clears throat> Loki by far I'm not gonna give any spoilers is my favorite I think Marvel um, show that they've produced so far. Uh, wow! Yeah, we're into the second episode and I I love absolutely love the show. Dude, Third episode later tonight. Second episode was like a boom, boom, oh, yeah. one, two punch of amazing. 
And uh, I love uh, this character, and I love the actor. Uh, Hiddleston? Is that his name? Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. I think he portrays the character perfectly. Um, this is one to consider. I'd really consider picking this one up. Uh, what do you think, Zach? Uh, I think it looks great. I do not like... Okay, this is controversial, oh, but th- the Thor films, the Thor characters... Okay. For no reason, just not my favorite films. Uh, I've been on the record many times saying if Iron Man's not in the movie, I probably won't watch it. <laughs> um, but with that being said, you guys have been hyping up Loki. Like every week I'm hearing how good this show is. I'm so tempted two to watch weeks. it. You have to. Yeah, two weeks. I'm sorry. I'm so tempted to watch this. And I will say I'm scared that when I watch this, I'm going to want to order this figure and then I think that'll satiate me. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna go back and like get a Thor and a you know like that the classic costume Loki. Mm-hmm. But I think this is just enough that that you know if you missed out on those other characters, you could you could wet the whistle. You can get a great figure at a great price. And honestly, I think probably one of the better Loki head sculpts. Uh, and mm-hmm. the tailoring, it looks fantastic. Um, I believe Manny was saying this outfit was shown in one of the teasers or one of the trailers for Loki yeah. that it hasn't actually yeah, appeared it hasn't been yet, shown yet. Exactly. Yeah, in the show. Um, but my goodness, this this looks so good that yeah. it makes me want to watch the show and I will probably order this. Uh, especially I mean one twenty five. you can't you can't beat a hundred twenty five dollar six scale figure that looks this good. Zach. Yeah. That's high praise <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you guys know me. I fucking cannot stand this character or Thor or any of this stuff. Oh, dude, so for me I to mean, say I've, that is like I loved Loki the second he got on the screen. I was like, dude, the, and I think it's a hundred percent testament to Tom Hiddleston. Um yeah. just amazing. I love like how fucking sneaky he is, like how fucking smart he thinks he is, but he's like really not. Everyone's like, "Come on, dude." Um but uh yeah, the show is phenomenal. This looks cool. I have um Thor 2 Loki with the cape, scepter and helmet from the first Loki. So like yeah. I'm done with Loki's. Like I don't need any other version. That being said, this looks cool. It's different enough. Like, if I had Thor 1 and Thor 2 Loki on the shelves, they look basically the same. If you had Thor 2 and then you had uh, Thor Ragnarok, eh, they're kind of different, but basically the same thing. But if you had this Loki on the shelf, he's, like, in a suit and, like, a fucking... I don't know what he's running for, mayor or something. Like, it's different enough that it would pop apart from your other Loki figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's cool. I think if you need a Loki and you don't want to pay stupid prices for the aftermarket um, Lokis or wait for the reissue of the Avengers 1 Loki, this will work. I think it's cool. I don't know. I heard the Avengers uh, reissue is right around the corner, Dean. Is it? So I thought it was still like a year out. No, I'm hearing it's, it might be dropping pretty soon. Look, this is a, for a third party. This is looking fantastic, man. And for the price, what you said earlier, what you said was 125 150 bucks. Uh, really one, 125 Q4 2021. Mm. So is that with a full body or is this just a kit? Uh, let me double check while you're giving your take. <clears throat> but no, I think it looks great. The, the tailing looks on point. Um, the head sculpt looks great. But with a, with a grin like that, I mean, I remember Beautiful. a lot of people don't like these smiling type of head sculpts, but it, 
it works for Loki because that's the kind that's the kind of character that that he is, right? I mean, yeah. and with the but with the small the small little horns kind of throw me off a little bit, but it's also amazing how how quick of a turnaround how these third party companies can take a um, <clears throat> a picture from 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 a um, from a trailer and just bring it to full figure form so quickly, right? It wasn't that long ago where we got that. It's a trailer. it's a full figure, by the way. Well, they have to oh. because of the because of Hot Toys <clears throat> in the competition, right? Because you mm-hmm. know Hot Toys will eventually do. Uh, I think yeah. they'll, they'll do a figure like this. Yeah, but I mean, knowing Hot Toys, you're not going to see something like this. Four years. Like oh, geez, exactly. of course, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, all the third party companies were doing. What was it? Cable was one of the first ones that they did. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a bunch of variants, and they just they just dropped theirs. Like, what was it last year? Great point. After, yeah, a couple a good, years later, so nah, it's it's going to be a while before I think they do it. So, but yeah, it looks it looks great. I'm excited to see um, how this, how the final piece really comes out. But Chris, what do you think about this piece? Yeah, I was just gonna um, mention Danny's point. Uh, obviously, this is the prototype. We would hope that the final product would look, you know, as as good as this one does. Uh, and and again, like going back, um, I love, <laughs> I love the Thor characters. I love Loki. Um, I have, um, ever since I saw the first Thor movie, um, and what Loki's doing and what the writing and everything is doing in the series, I am, I am so into it. I am almost annoyed that there's only six episodes for the season. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, there's only six. They're like, like, I'm going to riot. Yeah, I mean they've got some length to them. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, they're like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, hey. but uh, I, I I love this. I love Loki, and he's one of my favorite characters in all the MCU. Tom Hiddleston is Loki, and uh, and I think giving giving uh, collectors an option like this, <laughs> um, I think it's great. I, I'm not. I'm not really into third party stuff, but you know, when hot toys just takes forever to do stuff, um, you know, th- that's where these companies can, and can come in and, and, uh, fill a, fill a need and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, take a bit of the market share. So I, I, I do like this figure, not one that I'd get, but, uh, again, just a, a cool different look for a Marvel shelf. Yeah. They almost have to be quick. If hot toys, is going to jump the gun on it. I mean, they have to get these out within the year. Otherwise, they risk getting, uh, you know, Hot Toys doing a Q1, Q2 release on them and mm-hmm. people holding off. Mark Pearson says, people love Loki, but when I'm being sneaky, smartass, I get called a dick. Uh, Dylan <laughs> says, dip the toes. Andrew's surprised that we're still on. Andrew, we're going to be on for a while tonight. Pemrica says, the super chats are real. Yeah, shout out to Alvin uh, keeping the super chats going. Danny Lee says, if the sculpt looks amazing, if it look if it ends up looking like that for the final production, I've been duped by Asmus a few times. Uh, Elgin says, it looks good to me. Manny says, can't wait for it. Figure police, Letty likes a third party. Let's hit him with... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on, so we talked about this. Seen that. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this last week. We'll just uh, share this little bit of news real quick, and then we'll move on. Uh, Big Bad Toy Store did put up the pre-order for the Sentinel Peter slash Peter B. Parker figure coming in at 180, releasing September 2021. Um, it's important to note that they also had Miles at 140 before GameStop dropped it for 80. GameStop has not put up this figure up for pre-order yet, so um, I don't know if 180 is just the price that it's going to be. 
but that does seem way too expensive uh, to be a one twelfth scale figure. Um, what do you think, Chris? Is that a little bit out of the budget for most twelfth scale collectors <laughs> for this kind of a figure? Yeah, this is uh, that's a bit intense. I mean, that you're talking like extreme exclusive, like con exclusive, um, with tons and tons and tons of accessories. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not feeling, feeling that price point for this particular figure, though it does look really cool. Uh, definitely not $180 cool. Nope. Dean? Uh, yeah, especially because like, ideally you would want to, right? Peter B. Parker, then Peter Parker. Um, I mean, you, you because you get the two head sculpts, you could swap them out, but I don't know, dude. That's that's fucking high. And I feel like most of that is the base, that gargoyle mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Uh, this figure looks amazing. I've never had a Sentinel product, so I can't really speak on if it will be or not. Um, so, I don't know. This That's that's high, dude. Uh, they might as well just made it like a two pack with Peter B. Parker and then the other Peter Parker. Instead of yeah, for 180? Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. just give me two figures. Yeah. Well, Dork yeah. Lair's saying that. Oh, yeah, look at that. Okay, so Big Bad. Tw- yeah, yeah Big Sorry. Bad Twister featured um, only this version. Yeah, there is. It looks like there's a standard version. Comes in at 130, oh. which is still. That's oh, still pretty high. high. That's still pretty high for me. So let me show you guys that. Yeah, thank you, Dorkler, for that. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. Sorry, Chris, what were you saying? No, I was just making a point that, um, you know, there's a lesser version that uh, yeah. I guess is more affordable. Zach, is this the only place you've seen it at? Was that Big Bad? Because they, they kind of price gouge a little bit sometimes. Yeah, so, so I believe yeah I believe you can order it from, like, uh, Dean, what's the site you use? I think it's AmiAmi. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I believe some of the import sites have it, but as far as, like, a U.S. distributor where, where you know, you can just kind of go to a website and a pretty uh, normal ordering process like GameStop or Big Bad Toy Store, BBTS was the only store that had it. Uh, thank you, Dorkler, for that correction. Um, John, what do you think? No, at, at that price, when you got a check hot, on me, I mean. when you have a hot toys going for two fifty, uh, that that price is not, it's not for me. That's for sure. Uh, congrats to everyone who's interested in it and likes the figure, but for my displays, no, I can't. I can't drop one seventy nine when I can pick up a hot toys for one hundred and thirty more, right? You could pose this one though. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> Do you uh, see this? Iconic uh, Chris. Studio. Do you see this? How how it goes here? Brutal. Brutal. Uh, exactly. uh, Yes, John, exactly. save your money and get a statue, dude. On Ami Ami, <laughs> the one with the base okay. is one thirty-four. Uh, that's U.S. dollars yeah. plus shipping. Fourteen thousand eight hundred yen. No shipping yet, but one thirty-four. So that gives you an idea of what yeah. BBTS is charging on top of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, about a hundred bucks for the regular one. Yeah. I don't see it on their site, but you know, just. Okay. Uh, Dorklair says Bluefin confirmed this is getting a full U.S. distribution. Uh, he <clears> thinks it will be under $100 some places, possibly GameStop. Um, Icon IQ Studios uh, put up the pre-order teaser for their American Psycho, Patrick Bateman. The pre-order opens June 26, 2021. Uh, I talked to Andrew from Keyboard Warriors, and uh, he said that they were going to give us some exclusive photos to show of the figure. Uh, I still got to work out the details of that because our 
uh, we can't show them before the 26th. And if we show them after, I'm not sure if we're going to be too late. So we may have to do a little bit of like a special sort of show to show these off. But uh, mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool that they reached out to us to give us the exclusive on some of those photos. So um, no word on nice. the pricing just yet. But uh, uh, I, I thought that was real nice of Andrew. They always check in on us and see how we're doing. And, um, you know, I think mm. this is shaping up to be a really nice release uh, from a new company. They, they, uh, we've talked about a few of their stuff in the past, the um, Muhammad Ali bust. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to Keyboard Warriors for uh, keeping us in mind with that. Uh, Dean, this was something you were real excited for. I'll let you eat it, uh, lead it in. It's the Dexter, eat it, eat it in. The flashback Dexter Morgan. Why did you say it like that? Why did you say that one? A Freudian slip. Two seventy Q four two thousand twenty one. Uh, yeah, Dexter, everyone's favorite serial killer. Um, hmm. The show comes back this fall, so this is a super welcome figure because we haven't gotten... I don't think there's been a, a real Dexter figure released except for uh, a third-party one, which I think was called Dark Passenger, which is like what his like alter ego is called in the show. Um, not like a superhero, like the Dark Pat, but it's like... That's what he refers to it as, his need to kill. Um, but it's basically two entire figures. You get two whole different outfits, shirt, pants, shoes, um, for each character and or each uh, version. And then um, his gloves, his gloved hands, um, his apron and his knives or his killing set, his briefcase. Uh, his blood slides, which is fucking cool as shit. Wow. Um, yeah. Did you watch the show at all, Zach? Absolutely not. Oh, my God, dude. The first, <laughs> like, three seasons, pretty good. <clears throat> and the, after that, it's complete garbo. I've heard it's a great show. You the and me first, The first season is so good. It's, mm -hmm. like, unbelievable television. Like, yeah. it's so good, that should have been the final season. Like... It's, you want to talk I about can't. the last episode? Dude, dude, the last episode is so... Oh, dude. That's why I'm glad it's coming back because like, it ended and everybody was like, what was that? Like, What is any of this? Um, so yeah, this fall, this figure comes in just in time. I'm going to pre-order. I'm waiting to see who else puts it up for pre-order because... Um, was it um, Kit? 1-6 Kit had it up for 270 yeah, that's high. that's what Big Bad Toy Store put it up as also. Oh, did they? Well, and they, I think it was I think it was actually two seventy nine ninety nine with the twenty eight dollar deposit. Okay, so it's supposed to be a hundred bucks. Yeah, BBTS likes to tag on them. Wait, bunch. what? Hundred bucks? <laughs> I'm, it's a joke. Like they oh, charge too like... much to sell shit. That's why they give you four dollars shipping. Zach's just like, <laughs> do I have a? <clears throat> I tried to. Okay. <laughs> God Moving on. Sorry. You ruined everything, bro. <laughs> Dude, I fucking hate Dean sometimes. Mario, did you watch the show? Are you going to nope, get this? Nope, I've never oh. seen it. I know nothing about this figure, dude. I mean, it's been on forever, man, but I've never made a chance to, to check it out. But you're getting you're getting two figures, right? So it's a yeah. double pack? Uh, two heads, two outfits. You well, just need two to get full an figures. extra body. They don't give you, for 280 they don't give you an extra body? That's what I'm saying. Like, no, hell, mm, no. But I mean, no, dude, no, bodies no, are what no. fifteen bucks well, online. Well, Hot Toys did the same thing. Well, even still, even if it's only fifteen bucks online for two hundred eighty. Throw in the freaking extra body, man. That's what I do. I agree mm. with you. I'm just saying. So, like, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But 
two yeah. head sculpts, two complete outfits. If you watched Dexter, you'd be excited. Hey, I, I watched all of Dexter and uh nothing, does I nothing mean, for you, Chris? I, I'm not I'm not kidding. She's <laughs> not I, I, we yeah, my wife and I we watched all you know, all of Dexter. Um I think uh you know, it was, it was a great, you know, great show overall. But um yeah, it's not it's not one of those things where I feel like I need a representation in my collection for. But mm-hmm. um, again, it's it's cool that they have a licensed product, you know, in figure out. And, uh, you know, you've got two of his most iconic style, you know, looks in the in the show. Um, but, yeah, it's I think I it's a cool have, option. So I would have liked a lab coat. Other than that, I think it's perfect. The uh, sculpt on the right reminds you of Bill Hader. <laughs> they can make it. They can make a berry. Like a berry figure, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to see that more than Dexter, but that's just me. Anyway. That's it. I, um, that's expensive. It's expensive. But Dean, you're right. You could get uh, like a generic muscle body, you know, 30 bucks tops, and then that kind of brings it to like 150 a figure. Um, as a fan of the show, though, is that something you would do? Like you would display both the 100%. Dark Passenger and Dexter? Okay. I will tell you this because... I'd like to have more than one figure from anything I collect, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, one, there's no other character from the show that you could go buy. And two, there's really not another character I would even want to custom make a figure for. Um, like, his sister's cool, but she's actually super fucking annoying. So, like, I don't know if I'd want to have her on the shelf. So, I would just get a second body and then have, like... Like almost like a like a kind of mirrored display of like Dexter and then his fucking alter like side, and then maybe have like a DVD case between them or something, you know. Um, a blood slide between them that would be cool. Ooh, a real blood. <laughs> like a, like a like a yeah. Can a I get some of your blood? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! I have to charge you for it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean, you are famously Ooh. famously known <sighs> to hate statues, but this one. Uh, I think you might want to dip a toe on it. Uh, uh, Kids Logic VF1J Full Armor releasing Q1 2022. Uh, now, there's two options that you gave me $649 um, with a $97 deposit on Big Bad Toy Store, yeah. or you can buy it direct from Kids Logic for $600 plus a $300 deposit. Uh, yeah. Dean, this is, uh, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Yeah, so, I mean, for 50 bucks more, you're going to save on shipping with BBTS. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be worth it, and the deposit isn't fucking half. Although coming up with six hundred fifty bucks when it comes out is like, Ugh. Uh, whereas if you order it from Kids uh, Kids Logic, it's gonna be three hundred up front. But then when it comes time to pay, it'll just be what, three something when it ships. So that's a little I don't know. There's pros and cons to each one. Uh, that being said, this is fucking awesome. Um. Now, this armor that he wears, you really only see it in one episode, right, Mario? Yeah, it's only one. Yeah, uh, but it's cool as shit because, like, the VF, uh, the Veritech uh, in the Gearwalk mode that I wanted from Prime 1, it has all the, the super parts on it. That never happens in the show with his VF1J. It's only with the VF1S. But this is actually accurate. It's the VF1J has the, the GBP mm-hmm. armor on it. Um, it's a really cool scene in the show because he's like 
not paying attention to what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And uh, he gets fucking blindsided, and luckily he has all the armor on. And, uh, yeah, this is fucking cool. I think it would look really dope, like, right here in the future when we do our streams and I'm in my new office. I'm probably going to pre-order this in the next week or two. So Dean, don't don't wow. sleep on this, man. You've, you've missed, what, the last one in the, uh, in the girl walk mode? And wasn't yeah. there another one that you wanted to that was in the bad trade? Was it the 1S from uh, Prime 1? Well, yeah. yeah, they have both of those. They're 1000 bucks each, but they're small. They're real tiny, and that's the only reason I didn't buy them. For 1000 bucks, they were too small. This is fucking cool. I, yeah. I know nothing about this character. The only thing I care about this little situation we have here is Dean jumping into statues. <laughs> that is... This is it. Monumental. Monumental. And it's time. a day really one good price too. Remember it's this a great date. Price. Remember this time, because this isn't going to be his last one, and I'll guarantee it. Right, Mario? Whoa. Well, let's the over not, under. Let's well, come uh, on. Yeah, that's come not on. Cool too far. Jump. You're going to see. You know <laughs> how it is. You start with one, yeah, and it doesn't end. See, sure, sure. I mean, John, as much as that is my hope, it, we're talking about Dean here. I really don't think he's going to freaking stick around with the statue unless hey what if they release a, a 1s dean like a, a fully like a armored classic a armor super a super 1s or another um max and Maria version dude if they stick to this supers. price because that's the only reason i didn't get the gear walk is it was mm -hmm. uh uh was it sixteen hundred dollars fifteen hundred dollars that's high this yeah. is 650 i mean that's still a lot of money but like i could squirrel that away you know it, i think it's q1 2022 so I have, you know, six yes, months sir. to put away, you know, 650 bucks. And Q1 is right after Christmas when I've gotten a bunch of money for gifts. So, And your birthday, um, too. Yeah, yeah, and my birthday. So, like, I that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm probably just going to pre-order this. Because, um, Dean, do us a favor. Why don't we do a live special when you actually pre-order, man? Because this is monumental. Oh, yeah. You pre-order oh, yeah. your first statue. Oh, yeah. It's oh, either that or, or, or we get, you, or we get you on in and out to order this thing. I want to see the okay. card <laughs> information yeah, front good. and back. That sounds that's fun. Not, that sounds really good. Oh, yeah. Sean Usby says Dean walks to the beat of his own drum. If you know Dean, getting him to even consider a statue. You bring up statues and Dean oh, throws a goodness. tantrum. He's just a word. There's times we have statues on the show sheet and he's like, I refuse to be in the show <laughs> where there's a single statue. When he, when he brought this in to the show sheet, he, he dropped the pictures, he dropped the price, oh two different pricing. I was, I've never seen him so motivated. It was brought a little twinkle <laughs> to my eye. It was beautiful. Oh, um, yeah. I know nothing about this next figure. I know nothing about this character, but God damn it, this isn't the absolute greatest finesse hustle this a figure? of all time. My Hero Academia, Toru, I'm probably going to butcher this, Toru Hagakuri. Um, she may be invisible, but that doesn't mean she shouldn't have a fun a place in your shelf. Just announced at the Funimation <laughs> Summer 2021 season preview event, we're excited to reveal the world's first uh, action figure of uh, this character from My Hero Academia. Uh, comes in at $18. Ooh. Right? And uh, this might actually be, for those watching on the audio podcast, it's it's a pair of boots and a pair of hands and a clear stand, <laughs> and that's it. And they are charging you. Man, this is a hustle. This is like $0.10 cents worth of plastic, $0.20 cents worth of packaging materials. Brilliant. And they are charging you $18 for this. Um, I can't wait to see the NECA Ultimates translucent. It's just a fucking box. Uh, I can't wait to see the um, NECA Ultimates Invisible Man. Um, also just a box. Uh, this is this is hustling to a new level, 
and uh, I'm here for it. What do you think? Chris, this kind of reminds me of the uh, those customs out there with the the three and three quarter with the oh, force. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like just an, an empty, empty bubble, bubble and a card back. <laughs> yeah. And it's called the force. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. That's amazing. Oh man, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. This is uh, this is something else. I um I when I saw it <laughs> saw it on the show sheet, I was like, what the hell? But I'm not surprised. Um, it's more of a gimmick than anything. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, I got to give it to him for even coming up with this whole, uh, this whole thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't even know what my hero academia is. So, um, it's I, my won't... hero macadamia. I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. Macadamia. White chocolate macadamia nut is my favorite cookie. There you go. We got Link the Jedi <laughs> in the chat. John, what do you think hey, about this? Up, I think this would be a fantastic Monday night unboxing. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't ruin the pose, John. I, I, there's no way. You don't have to worry about dropping it. There's no way. I mean, there's no way you can ruin the pose on this one, dude. We uh, could probably like cheek, I want us to do this. I we want should. Us to do this. I, I would so be down to do this. This is now, a cash grab, and it's gonna sell out. That's the funny thing. We're laughing, it, but it's gonna. It a, is it an event exclusive? Is that what I'm reading? Uh, so this was announced at their summer 2021 oh, preview event, okay. but it, I yeah. believe. I do believe this is going to hit mass retail. I would... <laughs> Torkler says, no Huey and Translucent 2-pack, wow. and it's just a bloody Huey figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark says no cape, though. Um, this this is... I mean, they're... That, this is incredible. That's hilarious. I, I gotta give them. I gotta give them props. This is fantastic. Dude, you got some... You know how, like... You know how big his balls must be? He's like, hey, guys, <laughs> watch this. <laughs> You guys want to bet I can sell nothing? And everyone's like, Todd, get out of here. He's silly. You're all high off your Kickstarter. He's like, bet. And he comes out with this shit. This is hilarious. Oh, I, I, dude, it'd be really funny to do an unboxing. I'm, 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 I'm 100% down. Alvin, Alvin coming pretty in much hot. Is funding it. Yeah, Alvin's yeah, funding yeah, the unboxing. Funny. Yeah, he's already well, funded. He's funding the elite unboxing. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Rescue released in Hong Kong. Uh, this 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 figure, Hot Toys has the tendency to uh, just blow people away with these these photos. And my goodness, there's been some 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 complaints about uh, the head sculpt, but I mean, honestly, this looks so much better than I ever could have imagined it being. I don't see any problems with this head sculpt. Um, I'm not going to order it because I, you know, the armor doesn't really have that much significance for me and I don't have the 85, um, but I got to tip the hat. It's a good looking figure. What do you um, think? Um, I, I, I think it's nice. <laughs> I, I disagree with you on this one. The, I don't oh, like wow. the portrait. I think the portrait's off. I don't know how you don't like this, the Black Widow portrait, but this one, you, I don't know what's going on, Zach. But I think it's off a bit. Uh, I but think regardless, she's too young. I don't think I don't I think anyone's going to really be posing yeah, her point. with the open helmet. Yeah. But I love Chris. the suit, and I love that picture on the right with the Marvel ladies. I think that would display uh, really well. What Are do you those... think, Chris? <sighs> okay, so I originally had this figure on pre-order. Um, it was part of my mass massacre of pre-order cuts, um, so that hurt eating that nrd but uh yeah i I think this figure looks awesome um i love the aesthetic of the suit i think again the blue and the silver Mm -hmm. really um adds a different element to you know a fairly monotonous 
um, uh, Iron Man lineup, like just the base Iron Man figures. Um, so I think I think that looks great combination with the Mark eighty five. Again, great pairing, and I think this figure came out better than the prototypes. Um, I just like the uh, I just like the overall design of it. But uh, yeah, in a perfect world, I probably would have you know kept that pre order. But uh, man, it's a hefty price, and uh, I don't know. You know, it's just a Pepper figure. Um, it's just you know that you're you're getting into that tertiary character, and and you got to really like you know, either that character or you want to really fill out the end game lineup to pick up something like this. Are you but, a fan uh, of the portrait? I, I like the portrait, but, um, I think it was Zach pointed out. She does look, you know, she looks like she's in her, um, you know, it's like going to Peltro from the nineties. Um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, she's an attractive woman, but, uh, you know, you, you got to give her a little bit of, you know the the age that she has in the movie, but uh, I think it, I think it looks decent. Um, but you know it's it's tough when you've got just that partial portrait. Yeah. Um, you don't get the full, you know, the full um, face sculpt. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dean, weird because because in the in the movie it's like both. Uh, faceplate open and then full reveal. Mm. And like it's like what? Pick a thing. Pick one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but again, she looks too young here. Um, I think it looks good. Like it, I definitely see Gwyneth Paltrow. It's just like not Endgame Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, but honestly. This looks really good, but I can only think of one thing, Zach. The candle? No. If you took okay. this figure, what candle? What candle? <laughs> the Gwyneth, the, the vagina. <laughs> oh, God. God. This is a good one. This is a good one. The goop candle? <laughs> it's, that's the name of the company is goop. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, hey, this smells <laughs> familiar. This is... Hmm. <laughs> is, anyway, at the factory they're just like. <laughs> yep, anyway, this sorry. is definitely the smell. Uh, anyway, no. um, Zach, if you took this figure, disassembled it, and then did a custom reread with it, oh, that would I'm be liking dope. That. Obviously, you'd have to like <laughs> gouge out the face sculpt or just have a separate. Because all reread is like a separate helmet, right? Uh, I think I think in the comics sometimes her face mask does come up. Oh, okay. But yeah, but, I think you're right. Dude, that would be dope. Because I've seen people like take apart uh, like the Mark Fifty and paint it black and stuff, and it looks cool. Mm -hmm. I think you could do that totally with this. I know It'd my be skill level, but you could. and I don't think I could do that. <laughs> oh, I have man. faith in you. And what better thing that. to practice on than a fucking armored figure? Who cares? Or yeah. rescue armor? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's a pass for me. Um, if you gotta have it on your shelf, though, I mean, it, it looks good. So. Yeah, there was a time I was I was like Letty. There was a time when I had pretty much everything here on pre-order because mm -hmm. this is the same. This, this the shot on the right was exactly what I was going for, hoping for this crossover collection with um with uh, Infinity War on one side and Endgame on the other side. Yeah. 
there's just way too much coming out nowadays, and especially now that I'm starting to collect statues where I can't, nope, I can't do that anymore. Now. Yeah, but, I killed, I know, killed those plans. Yeah, right, one hundred. But that being said, dude, it's it's a it's a great looking figure. Is this a diecast figure? I believe so. Yes. Mm, okay, that's cool. Just curious. I mean, the paint apps look great. This, like you guys said, the sculpt sculpt to me is a little bit off. Um, there's a couple angles where I saw it where. Where the uh, where the likeness was a little bit more more on, I think um, from like looking up at her or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's a cool looking piece, but you know, um, not for me. I'm not really too excited about this. But congrats to all of those who's going to pick it up. Going back to the portrait thing, um, I don't. It's just a black widow. The portrait looks too wide, and it just looks like it's not the right size for the body. This looks very proportionate to me. Um, I don't know whether it would look good as a full portrait on its own without the helmet. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, it, this this doesn't strike me as being totally out there. And, I mean, we we know that Hot Toys tends to, like, idealize their head sculpts. You know, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr., is getting there oh, yes. in age. And a lot of his sculpts look very young, very idealized. Um, uh, that's just, uh, if you collect Hot Toys, that's, you know, just a fact of collecting them. Um, but no, I, I think this looks decent, but I mean, the, the vitriol on the groups for this head sculpt, I didn't really get it. Uh, Dean, really? Time was that show. bad? Sorry. It, it, it was that bad. People were bitching and moaning. You couldn't believe it. Uh, I could absolutely believe it. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things to talk about. Chris, you buy a lot of three and three quarter inch Star Wars figures, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever been like, uh, like... You ever have bought like a ship or a figure and it's missing like a gun or like a a roof or like some kind of panel? Uh, oh, that definitely. Makes you my big incomplete. Millennium Falcon that my that my girls break all the parts on. I need parts yeah, for that. Jesus. Who makes them? Dude, I'll tell you who makes them because I bought some for that exact thing. What the scrapyard, Annie? <laughs> Amazing <laughs> legend. Hell yeah. We want to thank our friends over at Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring tonight's episode. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, and eBay under Watto Scrapyard. He makes 3D printed parts for hard-to-come-by Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, like we just said, is a huge help when you're trying to find those missing pieces. He also makes three uh, resin-printed head sculpts of anybody you could think of. He put up a suggestion post today to for characters to make, and like I couldn't believe how many people were like posting like random characters from star wars that there's a market for so if there's somebody you want to make chances are somebody wants it too so make sure you hit up waddle scrapyard he'll get it designed printed and shipped to your door for a really good price so hit him up yeah and also a big thank you to our friends over at one six corner uh their mission is to provide the best figures and collectibles to their customers they have great prices great packaging fast shipping and they are the best in in the business when it comes to customer service. Uh, choose your figures, pay safely, and PayPal, and leave the rest to them. <laughs> John, do you have a day job, John? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pay safely uh, and you, PayPal? Pay safely with PayPal, sorry. Pay Clip safely. that. Uh, boys, Zach, you know need... what? You just keep going. Talk about your balls. Go <laughs> we'll talk about your balls. <laughs> your salty balls. Go. 
Oh, man, I'm going to put some gooch grease in John's next Patreon package. Uh, we need to talk about balls. With the right tool, right. your balls can be smooth as silk, but you wouldn't trust your balls with the with any old tool. With the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 by Manscaped, your balls are in good hands. The Lawnmower 4.0 has skin-safe technology with a replaceable ceramic blade so you can manscape with confidence. It has an LED light for grooming after dark, wireless charging, and it's waterproof for grooming anywhere. Lawnmower 4.0 is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, or 4 million balls. If you've been slacking during quarantine and are ready to get back into the game, check out manscaped.com. And use code COLLECTINGWEEKLY for 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Your balls will thank you. Jeez, Zach, do you breathe? <laughs> no, I just know how to read. Oh, um, just, you, 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 must, you must inhale from the other hole. Whoa! <laughs> my, my perfectly, my perfectly dude, manscaped hole. Dude, Chris is like, these people are fucking mean. Oh, <laughs> He's man. used to dealing with sweet Brian all the time. He's probably like, God, I know. you guys are evil. Oh, Anyways, awesome. let's talk about our main segment for the night. Uh, our company is improving. Now, over the years, we've seen prices go up. The average hot toy... You know, around 220 is now a $250 figure. Obviously, inflation, the cost of production definitely has something to do with that. Um, but for your dollar, are you getting a better figure now than you were five years ago, 10 years ago, or even just a year ago? Uh, I would say, generally speaking, yes. Um, companies like Hot Toys, um, they're continuing to push the envelope of, of what a portrait can look like, I think. You know, I think sometimes they do um, have some misses. They do have some missteps, like Baby Yoda with the silicone or Deadpool with the pleather ripping uh, on the wrist. Uh, but I think overall, if you look at the quality of their figures and you compare it like, you know, a, a die-cast Iron Man and its sculpt included to some of the plastic versions, uh, you can really see how 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 much better they are. Um, not only that, but even companies like Sideshow... You know, we give them a lot of shit, but their six scale stuff uh, is definitely improving year to year. Their comic oh, yeah. X Men line is quite good. Uh, I know they did <laughs> have a misstep when the shoulders don't break. Yeah, yeah, when the shoulders <laughs> don't break. But uh, you know, like their Mythos uh, Obi Wan was pretty good too. Uh, and you know, even yeah, until their Mythos they switched line the body with arms and misstep. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I would say yes. I think going forward into the future i think it would be great if companies would start to really consider uh material durability with their releases i know uh i think it was eddie that was mentioning like you know these companies are making something right and they don't care if it lasts 20 years or if it lasts a year right and i, I don't know that that's the best way to approach these kind of things being that you want to keep these customers happy you want to you know have someone be able to display your product in their collection for for years um, I, I would like to see, I don't, I don't, I don't know what could be done, but you know, things like pleather or, or plastic suits, rubber suits, rubber bodies, um, there's gotta be a way to make these better. And, um, I think Mario, maybe it was you that was mentioning it on another stream, or maybe it was John when I was watching you on PJ stream, but you guys were talking about queen studio says that their silicone can age for 30 years. Mm -hmm. is the that's actually, that. that's J&D, actually. J&D, okay. Yeah, with their one That's That's um, a tremendous, yeah, that's <clears throat> a tremendous improvement over these uh, materials by Hot Toys, which, you know, not all of them are, but there's a concerning number that are coming out, and, you know, if you don't display the articulated jaw perfectly, or even just articulate it once, it might rip. 
and I think that's really where these companies need to improve is is how long uh, they can make these figures last because at two fifty a pop going up to as high as you know four thirty for some of the diecast figures um, durability is going to be very important um, going forward even even for things like joints right like you mentioned bodies breaking. Um, some of the diecast Iron Man, I've seen a lot of loose bodies on figures that are for sale lately mm-hmm. uh, from fairly new figures like Mark 47, even the, the first one and the reissue. Um, and so that's that's kind of where I'd like to see the improvements being made. But I think overall, uh, year to year, I think that they're they're getting better, but I, I think that they could push the envelope a bit more. What do you think, Dean? Um, I know that um, <clears throat> the Jason Nielsen says that especially regarding hot toys that they haven't really gotten better since like 2012 um i don't know if that's true but like with things like head sculpts i know they've gotten much better but in the time frame that he's talking about i actually kind of tend to agree with him just only because like other than like i don't know 3d scanning someone's head like head sculpts can only be so good by artists you know uh, and they're already like phenomenal like k kim like i don't know how anybody could be better you know what i mean so i don't know how they could improve that way i think i agree with you when you say materials wise something like that where it's like oh the pleather's already peeling after a year or like we saw with um um the uh, uh what's that Bill and Ted, those figures, oh, yeah. like, oh, those like after like two months or something crazy, yeah. Um, the the bodies were breaking. Um, I think the, and you know, compared to even like a sideshow Star Wars figure from like the two thousands, like a clone trooper. I think those are pretty nice, even to today's standards. So, honestly, I I don't know if they're improving. I don't think I could say, like, definitively yes, um, other than head sculpts. Because if you look at the, the Tamora Morrison head sculpts from those figures to, like, Commander Cody to Commander Cody that came out last year, night and day, right? Uh, but, like, body and armor-wise, is this Hot Toys one better than the Sideshow one? I don't really think so. Maybe, like, proportions-wise? I hope that makes sense what I'm saying. Like, um, that I can't, like, say one way or the other. What about you, Mario? Um, yeah, just to go with your points, there's a lot of hit and misses out there. James is making some really good comments in the chat to where Hot Toys is pretty much doing a bunch of reissues nowadays as to where statues are the ones that's starting to innovate and push the game even more. I mean, that's what's starting to attract me towards um, that kind of thing is you see these companies that are coming out like Queen Studios, like J&D. Prime One is doing amazing stuff right now. XM is doing amazing stuff. It's all, they're, they're the ones I believe that's improving for them, like over, overall rather than six scale, pushing, pushing the technology using the silicon uh, materials that are lasting 30 years. However, that's a bit of a new thing, and there are there have been some, some concerns. Like I think it was the Alita bus, John, or was it Thanos, where someone mentioned that it was actually sweating yeah, like Thanos. after a while. Yeah. 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 So that's that's a little bit concerning too, in in and of itself. Um, but 
I guess we'll just we'll just see over time, you know, how that how that plays out. Um, and I think James also mentioned earlier how I guess uh, how toys should use like real leather. I don't know whether or not if because leather can also crack and degrade over time. I mean, so you're you're yeah. still you still have that thing there with with real life materials that's that's still gonna wear down with time either way. So whether you use either fake leather or real leather or whatever materials, chances are things are just going to degrade. And that's, that's just how it is nowadays. Um, the third party companies are stepping up big time. I mean, you, we saw it earlier with the Loki portrait. Granted, these are prototypes and we have yet to see the final, um, the, the final production pieces that come out. But from what, you, from what you would just see in the prototypes, even with social toys with Homelander, they're, they're looking, they're looking phenomenal and charging a hell of a price too. So, those are also big improvements, I think, where the third party is coming up at. And it's nice to see that these third party companies are giving Hot Toys a bit of a run a run for their money. So hopefully that can kind of um, put a fire under their ass to help help um, innovate a little bit more. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff where they can where they can improve. Even with even with these Iron Man figures, they're still using the watch batteries. Not just Iron Man, but with anything where they use these little button cell batteries. Or yeah. they can give us like wireless, uh, wireless lighter features. That could be another thing, or just or just pack some sort of um, power supply or or something. There's technology out there that can get rid of batteries for sure. Um, even like with a magnetic base, we saw we saw with um, with someone's uh, Moleculate. John Lennon. Was it John Lennon that did that? Yeah, yeah, it was a licensed John Lennon. <clears throat> yeah. mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm talking about where we saw where where it goes on the base and it just lights up the lighter features. I think it was oh, for, okay. Um, for the um, it for was the for uh, the cyborg from uh, mm-hmm. Kevin, yeah, 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 stuff like that. I mean, there's there's plenty of more improvements that you know that they can seek out. But considering where we were at, uh, hell, ten years ago to nowadays, I think it's um, it's a huge improvement. Um, hell, even with um, you, you can say even with smaller scale figures, right? We're seeing improvements with the um, with the photo reel. Um, black series and on the page. The black Legends. series, of, yeah. Mm-hmm, even in the three and three quarters, mm-hmm. um, with the Star Wars figures that were issued, uh, what ten years ago, Chris? And now nowadays, when these reissues are coming out with the photo reel mm-hmm. or three and three quarters, some of these things look amazing, right? So, so yeah, there. Some of these companies have making big improvements, and I think there's uh, other companies that still could use improvement. But, but yeah, John, what are your thoughts? Well, Mario pretty much took all the meat off the bone. Uh, with this one, <laughs> always they, with the meat and the bone. With the look, it's on, it's on John's mind. He likes meat and bones. That's it. Um, and balls. Look, <laughs> when you and balls. No, that's your category, Zach. I'm so sorry, Chris. <laughs> Chris is like never again. No, uh, <laughs> he unsubbed while live. Exactly. Oh man. Look, are companies improving? Yeah, companies are improving. Which companies are improving? I think the statue companies uh like mario said he hit it on the mark they're really innovating they're looking at ways to get collectors into the hobby there was a point where if you told somebody that they were going to pick up a one-third scale statue they'd say are you crazy i don't have the space for that meanwhile they're selling they're they're producing the great quality uh great materials and so forth and they're selling look at dean dean's not a statue guy but look they came out with that statue (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Peaked his interest, he's getting into it. Now, I'm not going to go on a bashing rampage here, but Hot Toys, if you're asking me, 
if Hot Toys is improving. Like you said, on some points, they're improving with their quality. Their portraits are getting, are, are, are of course, better. But then you look at a figure like, for example, the original Ghost Rider release with the bike. What can you compare quality-wise, value-wise, that they've released recently that can compare to that? Right? I, I think that, and James mentioned it earlier, I think they're lazy. I think they're at the point where there's nobody else touching them. There's no other figure, there's no other company besides these third-party companies that is producing the one-sixth, the one-fourth at their scale. So they feel untouchable. We need more competition in the market because although I love Hot Toys, I just don't think they're providing the full potential of the product that they're producing. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they come up with a figure, they tease a figure, they release the figure, and then we got to wait a year, a year and a half to get the figure in hand. I think that's one of the major gripes I have with Hot Toys. And again, you guys know how I feel about reissues. I think that's a whole other that's a whole other topic of conversation um, <laughs> and a money grab, to be honest. But that's my two cents. Our company's improving. They're improving some more than others, definitely. Chris, what do you think? Again, you guys are you're hitting a lot of the the key points there. Uh, as far as Hot Toys improvement, you know, over the last decade, I definitely think um, they've they've improved across the board. Um, they've developed better bodies, um, more appropriate scaled bodies. Um, they're tailoring their uh, the the materials that they've used. Um, again, not 100%, but you see the, you've seen the transition to a lot of these, um, it's like a micro, like fiber spandex, uh, materials with overlays and everything, uh, much better than, than figures, um, you know, eight, 10 years, you know, five, even five, six years ago, um, the, the head sculpts. Um, where, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, have the head sculpts really improved? Um, I think, I think they have, um, the paint applications have definitely improved. Um, but yeah, I mean, the offerings, they could offer a wider variety of characters and figures and figures from different lines and, and this sort of thing. They could definitely improve on those aspects when you talk about the reissues john you know it's definitely that is a subject for another time but it is it takes away from an, a different figure being released um yeah, i agree but i think you know there are there is room for improvement um you see the paint applications though they do an amazing job for the mass production um, could definitely be improved. We see these customizers and stuff do absolutely phenomenal jobs, um, you know, improving on an amazing sculpt. Um, it's, it's hard to put it in that context. You know, you've got, they've got to produce five to 10,000 figures, so it can't be as good as a batch of 20 custom painted head sculpts, but you know what I'm saying? Like there is room for improvement. Um, 
could definitely do more testing on the longevity of some of these materials that they're using. It is, uh, though I haven't personally had any issues with any figures, um, I have seen issues with um, whether it be pleather or um, the uh, silicone, or not silicone, but like the, um, like Gamora's arms or, you know, like uh bell from beauty and the beast. Like you see the cracking yeah. in the arms. So, you know, on that side of things, whether it be the pleather, the materials or whatever, um, there are ways to treat these figures to maintain, to try to increase longevity quality of these figures. I think that's a side of things that a lot of collectors don't take into account is that some of these materials do require maintenance. They require upkeep. If you want yeah. them, depending on your environment, if you live in a very humid area, if you live in a very dry area, there's all these things to think about that have to play into this whole um, degradation of materials and, and that sort of thing. Um, but again, have companies improved? Yes, they have. Should there be more competition for hot toys to make them improve at a faster pace? Yes, there should be. Companies like Star Ace, 30, um, whoever it may be, they've got to up their game in the six scale arena because like James said, hot toys is the king. There is nobody that is the queen. Um, so I just can't see it. Um, I can't see them being pushed to the point where they feel like they need to increase the, I mean, increase the quality. It's, it's relatively speaking, but like quicker yeah. than they have been. So I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a great conversation because we could go in a number of different directions. Yeah. Let me, for uh, sure. Cause I've, I was sticking to like six scale and then you guys start talking about Everyone, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know how to think about this enough. <laughs> I know, right? You guys you guys brought the fucking facts tonight. Good job, guys. Let me bring up some uh, comments here. Tiger Fett says, if Hot Toys wants to focus on The Mandalorian, other companies should be allowed to do OT and PT figures. Uh, mm -hmm. Mark Pearson says, even third-party mm -hmm. figures are getting to be $200. I think I'm too old and too cheap at that point. Red Wolf says, innovation is key in succeeding. Ask Motorola, Sony, Apple, most businesses. Uh, many businesses will go out of business without innovation. Those that survive will see competition close in and catch up. Nicholas says the problem with Hot Toys is that their most innovative figures are just shown at cons and never released. Uh, one counterpoint to, um, I know some people mentioned statues and the comments that they don't get stagnant. Um, statues do also fall into their tropes, right? Uh, you might have a bunch of companies doing throne statues for a few years and then a bunch of companies doing, you know, like the yeah. Captain Morgan one arm up stat. Like, you know, there's a whole wave of statues and they all have the exact same pose. Um, so statues do sometimes fall into their own little tropes as well. Uh, or like snow bases for Wolverine. It's like every company has a Wolverine snow base statue. Um, one thing also about material durability that I just wanted to touch on for a second. Um, do you guys remember, I think it was like the late nineties Kenner released like 12 inch star Wars figures. Um, they're pretty budget. They had like, I would almost say like a Barbie type of a body. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Those have, seamless joints right it's a covering of a skin over a ratcheted joint i have one 
uh, a Han Solo from like 1999 that <laughs> has, been in an at- has been in an attic in Texas heat for, you know, I guess whenever I stopped playing with that toy up until, you know, last year then when I found it. And that has not torn. And it was stored in a very bad position for that type of material. Wow. Zach, and it I blows would... my mind that that stuff doesn't tear. Vivi has Barbies that have that same stuff. She takes baths with them, leaves them outside in the sun. Yeah probably been chewed by the dog and they do not tear i don't understand how barbie for 10 bucks can make a body that doesn't tear with ratcheted joints and these companies can't what were you gonna say i was gonna say like even go to go to ebay and look up the figures you're talking about and i don't think you'll find a single one of them with torn arms yeah and i know it's not totally apples to apples but i just want to put that out there that no but you're not wrong though how is it that these uh, a budget, like you said, they're budget figures. You know, they're not meant to be high-end collectibles. They're meant to be, you know, played with and destroyed, essentially. And they can't even be destroyed. They're they're perfectly functional. A, a decade and a half later, like, why am I spending three hundred bucks on a figure that's going to break in two months? Uh, you know, with the with the fucking uh. uh I was going to say Wayne's World, but the... Uh, My air well, con- uh, well, the the you know, at the end of the day, you guys... I'm not going to say you guys. We all know the issues that these figures have. Um, we know the tearing. Wonder Woman. Um, Belle, as Letty mentioned. We know all the issues that they have. But guess what? Ahsoka's going to come out. People are going to still buy it. They still... Now- they keep reproducing the same figures with the same issues. And people keep scooping them up. So... Who's who's the crazy ones? Us, the collectors, who keep buying a faulted product, or Hot Toys? Hot Toys is sitting back and saying, "Hey, these guys are buying it. We'll just keep producing them." I mean, you're not wrong because these are adult collectibles, and you should be responsible enough to know. Like you said, we all know they have these issues, so don't compromise them in a way that you know will uh, destroy it. But at the same time. Someone poses up their figure for a photo, uh, like uh, Lewis the other day. He had the the Goku with the uh, um, the imagination, yeah. With the yeah, seamless arm. He literally posed it for a picture and a tour. It's like, dude, if I can't even fucking pose this thing, like, what's the what's point? the, or the point? baby Yoda's chin? Baby Yoda's yeah, chin. Yeah, you get it example. out yeah, of the box and it's already broken. It's ridiculous. Like, like adult collectible or not, like have the responsibility no. or not, these things are breaking. It's like. Holy shit, like, I don't, I, I don't know. There's no accountability. Maybe we can continue this discussion on in and outs on Friday. I don't want to keep Chris here till tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Alvin says, COO model figures are exceptional. Nobody talks about them. You also pay for the quality. You receive more than hot toys. Big shout out to Alvin. Coming in hot with the super chat. What a guy. Alvin, yeah. what the heck, um, dude? To go. This is another you, discussion uh, that I wanted oh, to talk about. Okay. Eddie brought this one up. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here tonight. Um... But collecting multiple versions of a character, um, we, we don't have to spend too long here, but um, I used to be the kind of collector that I needed to own every single version of my favorite characters. I had two Kylos, I had like three or four Vaders at one point, uh, and it just got to the point where space made it not possible, being able to sell those to fund other parts of the collection. I know Six Skill Scavengers, you guys always talk about funding the collection with the collection. Um, but I think I think this new Black Widow figure does open up some possibilities because looking at this lineup, it's all black suited female figures. You get a white figure in the mix, kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, 
Dean, what is your thoughts on collecting more than one version of a character, and what are the exceptions for you in that case? Um, I have no problem with it if it's a special person, like a special character to you. Um, Black Widow, I bought the first Avengers one. I haven't bought one since. I like Black Widow. I like the character, but I don't need her on every fucking shelf. Uh, Iron Man, he's a little bit more important to me, so like, I don't mind owning more than one suit. I don't currently, but I have before. Um, the Thanos, I have the Infinity War Thanos. I don't need the Endgame Thanos. I think the Infinity War one is just good enough. And he's actually kind of cooler since he is the one that succeeds. He's not a loser. Um, but someone like Cloud Strife up here, um, he's up here. Um, he's like my favorite character of all time ever. So I will buy any and every figure they release of him. I have little Coca-Cola figures all the way up to, uh, it's not released yet, but I have some six scale figures and I'm thinking about getting a statue if I can find one I like. Um, I think it just depends. Like how important is that person to you, that character? And are you willing to spend the money? I guess. Wait, Chris. Yeah. Being a focus collector, um, of Ahsoka, you know, so I've got tons of Ahsoka stuff. So that character means a lot to me Mm -hmm. and I can justify, uh, buying multiple versions, multiple scales, all different, very, you know, a variety of, um, pieces for that collection. Um, you know, when it comes to a specific scale of figure, um, you know, like we're looking at here with Black Widow in Hot Toy six scale form. Again, you've you've got to ask yourself, you know, do I just really love the character? Do I want every version of this character represented on, you know, my shelf? Um, I thought that I did um, because I had my first Hot Toys figure I ever got was in this picture was the Hot Toys Winter Soldier Black Widow. Um, I then got the Civil War Black Widow and I'm like, they're so similar. You know, the suits are so similar in appearance. It's like, do I really need two figures that are this similar? Um, and ultimately I, I, I felt like I didn't. And then I had gotten the end game version, which is a, you know, a really nice figure, but very similar you know i had the infinity war one and it just didn't work for me um after i decided i wasn't going to do the infinity war lineup i'm like i don't need this version of the figure so again it it really like dean said it's it really plays into what your goals are with your collection and um and it's fun like it's fun to have a lineup like this and you just have that lineup for a little while and then you're like okay you know, I, I did it. I, I complete, you know, I got the lineup, took my pictures, enjoyed them. And then you can, you know, either pick the one you like the most and, and keep that as a representation and then move on, use those funds for other figures. But, um, yeah, it's really, I think it's all about your personal collecting strategy and, uh, and what you really want in your collection. Yeah. Great points that yeah. were made, man. I mean, I totally agree with the fact how, what you're saying, it just, it just depends on what you want in your collection, right? And 
that's that's really cool for those people that are focused collectors off of a single character. Um, like in my case, I'm more of like the IP in a sense. Now mm-hmm. that I'm actually trying to focus more on Star Wars only, um, I think with exception with the Iron Man figures, because there was a um, for my collecting. What I wanted to do is just I just wanted the display just for the just for the Hall of Armor, the original seven. Um, I kind of had. I don't want to say like an emotional ties, but it just kind of reminds me of just going back in the day when um, when Disneyland had that exhibit out over there. And I would just like to have that recreated in my own collection. So that's why I want to hang on to that. Um, the Star Wars ones, it's a, it's a, it, that that is real, dude. I mean, there's so many different versions of Luke Skywalker. I got them all minus the DX07 that John is kindly holding for me. Sealed with um, the plastic still. Sealed, exactly. My, my dude, man. Jesus. The Darth Vader figure is the same. There, there's many um, arguments that can be made that they all look the same when, when the fans know that, hey, they really are actually different. Um, so, like, like I said, in my case, because I'm going for more of like an overall display and kind of like a museum-esque kind of thing, that's where my focus kind of lies, where I can kind of justify doing that for six-scale figures. When it comes to statues, however, I need to be way more selective. Well, we'll talk about this more on Friday night. Yeah, but that's that's just something I think that just isn't really sustainable, um, and six scale and lower smaller scales just make it more affordable to do so. But if if you guys can can swing it, and if you guys are really into that one character where you do want to have that focus line, by all means, go for it. It's great. I, I love seeing people's focus uh, line collections of a, of a single figure. Brian with the short trooper, Chris with mm-hmm. the Soka. You know, I mean, I love, uh, we love seeing that stuff, I, and I think it's great. So, but, what about you, John? Yeah, you you know, you guys brought up such valid points. And, and what I love about this community is the variation in collectors that we get. We get so many different types of opinions and, and so many different types of collections. And that's what makes this community so unique and what makes me happy to be part of this community. For me, you you have collectors who will just collect the one character, like the Batman. You walk into their collectible room, and mm. it's all Batman, or it's all Superman. I like a little bit of diversity in my collection. I'm not one to buy multiple of the same figures. Um, for example, like the original Avengers lineup. Like, that's the only Avengers lineup that I have, the original from the movie. You know, that's what I had the emotional attachment to when they cut mm-hmm. to that scene, and they all turned around, and everybody's there together. That's what I loved. I didn't continue the collection after onto Infinity War and Endgame because I didn't really connect with it. Uh, I think the only really line where I purchased more multiple figures of the same figure, which is a little bit different, it's not is it was the Iron Man line where you have like Mark One, Mark Two, but again, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you're you're purchasing the same figure because you're getting the different suit. It's a different look. It's a different base. It's a different display option. Uh, but yeah, like a lineup like this Black Widow here, it's not something that I'm interested in doing or that I've ever considered doing just because they're so similar. Uh, and, and you can, the only the only thing that I like about this setup is you can see the progression throughout the years and how they've improved, uh, where they improved, where they needed improvements and, and how they tackled the figure. That's how I see it. But Mm-hmm. Look, I, I'm just happy to be part of a community where there's just so many different types of collectors and everyone's unique. Everyone's collection is unique. Uh, and that's what I enjoy. But yeah, I, everyone brought up fantastic points. I agree with all of you. 
Angel says, good topics. Love the show. What a guy. Uh, Chris, you want to talk about collector meetups <laughs> as another topic for tonight? Uh, did you want to start with the uh, the video that you gave us, or did you want to start with the pictures? Um, yeah, I'll just I'll I'll do a um, you know a little preface here of, of the whole situation. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about collector meetups now with um, you know vaccinations and and things opening up and and cons and and um, shows and and stuff like that. Um, another part of the community. Um, that I'm involved with is um, collector meetups being hosted at collectors houses and uh, I had the um, the pleasure of making a trip out to western New York to a really good buddy uh, buddy's house who was hosting um, a meetup and so this is part of the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club um, which I'm a part of and uh, these, this is just a great way to be with like-minded people and, and just have a really good time, great conversations. And uh, just, um, you know, we, we share that passion in collecting and, and specifically Star Wars. And uh, so my buddy here, he's pictured, he's, um, he's holding the, uh, the picture. Um, and his name is Fonz. Fonz Napolitano, and he was gracious wow. enough to uh, have FonzCon 2021 at his house in Liverpool, New York. Uh, it, it's six hours from my house, so I actually drove out, and uh, <laughs> I drive all the time for work, so it's it's not... Uh, I, I was in the car for over five hours today. Anyway, so... Um, so I, I drove out to Troy, New York, where I met up with a fellow scavenger, Chris, or, um, Peter Gregoric, and uh, met at his house. And then we drove the rest of the way out to this greater Syracuse area. And uh, yeah, so me personally, when I got back into collecting in 2015, um, I didn't really know anybody in collecting. And eventually I started getting involved in Facebook groups and then got involved with the Northeast Star Wars Collectors Club, which is in partnership with the Empire Street State Club. And uh, I started branching out and just taking like a leap of faith and going to collector meetups um, down in Connecticut and down in New Jersey and New York City. And, uh, and it was just amazing networking with and meeting all these different collectors, I just didn't realize there were so many people that had similar passions um, like I did. And and like we were talking about earlier, everybody has their own collecting strategies and their own avenues that they take. And it's amazing to see these collectors' collections and, and the gracious, um, you know, the, their gracious hosts um, letting all these people into their houses and letting them see their collections. So... On top of that, you know, with these meetups we have in the pictures being shown, it's all, um, you know, people bring stuff to sell. Uh, so it's really fun to see what people have. Um, I mean, we've got a, a double telescoping Luke Skywalker here, um, graded by AFA. We've got a blue snaggletooth graded by AFA. I mean, just the type of stuff that you don't see every day. You've got uh, modern Star Wars prototypes. You've got... Um, carded vintage figures. You've got 
um, just everything you can think of people bring to sell. And um, I actually sold a Mando Death Trooper, uh, Hot Toys Death Trooper sealed um, at this meetup. And uh, yeah, so you you just never know what people are looking for, what people are going to bring. And you never know what somebody's collection is going to look like. You you might see pictures or you might see a a walkthrough video, but um, to be able to go and spend time with these collectors in their own homes and to see how they have curated their collection, it's just amazing. And it really adds a different layer to collecting and being part of a community in general. So right here, so Fonz is part of, um, he's an Ahsoka focus collector and we call it the Ahsoka Holics Anonymous group. because we always, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're always making purchases constantly. But um, actually, in this picture right here, um, on the on the right of the screen, this is that's a hand drawn picture by Dave Filoni. Um, wow. To uh, I think this is a it might be a Celebration Europe exclusive um, print for only VIP members. Um, so just this type of stuff in his collection is amazing. Um, and it was funny cause like he was scrambling to like get all these prints and stuff framed up beforehand. He's like, you know, he's like, I gotta get all my stuff on display cause I got all these collectors coming and it's just that kind of fun, like encouragement. Um, I know that if I'm having somebody over, I'm always cleaning up and I'm getting stuff organized. Yeah. And so on screen right now is, um, it's the theme of, the the Fonz Con, um, a great uh, artist and fellow member of the club, um, Bob Alls, he he took a play of a classic LL Cool J album cover. <laughs> um, Bad was the the name of the album, and he put Ahsoka in um, Mando form in that uh, you know in that same pose that that LL Cool J was doing on on the album cover, and it's just. And this is a form of swag and, and it's amazing the, the amount of items that people collectors will just, will make just for this one, you know, the one meetup, the one event. And it's so, um, the, the passion that collectors have and, and the joy that they get out of creating something to just pass out for free. Um, those are the types of things that you can experience at, at meetups like this. And, and again, you know, he's got, okay. So you, on screen right now, you've got um, Clone Wars Season 7 poster. You've got a limited edition um, Ahsoka and Rex print from Season 7. Uh, there's a Mando and Ahsoka print um, above that. But the crazy part is, next to that, you might think it's a poster, but it's actually the artwork that was used for <laughs> Yo Play Yogurt. No back- way. Yeah, it's the original artwork used for the lab, you know, the the design of the pack of the um, the like the yogurt packages and stuff. So I mean, you go from one, you know, a mass fairly mass produced print to like basically a one of one um, thing, and and I know I'm just going on and on, but it's being able to experience pieces like this at people's collections and hearing the story of how they acquired it. Um, you know, the, 
the process that they went through to either save up for this piece or what they had to sell to get this piece. And um, this is the type of stuff that I get a lot of enjoyment out of is just connecting um, with collectors at these meetups. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's um, as we go through. Um, so Fonz has been a collector since he was a young age. And he had the fourth, the foresight to collect and keep stuff packaged from a young age. So a lot of pieces, not all of them, but many of them he picked up in the late 80s and early 90s and into the early 2000s. And uh, it's just insane. Um, so, so this picture right here is pretty significant. On screen right now is on on the right hand side we have an original Star Wars 12 uh, 12 back a carded vinyl Cape Jawa. That's big. The, yeah, that's, <laughs> and this that's, is that's a um, oh yeah, it's unpunched. There's no price sticker. Um, I think it's an AFA eighty five. Uh, oh my. <laughs> yeah, so like. This is the type of piece that you just don't see every day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we won't talk value for this particular piece, but let's just say it's a pretty significant chunk of change. And like Fonz bought this back in the day. And, you know, at the time he bought it, he paid, a, you know, a, a sizable amount of money. But that risk of buying something like that back then has really paid off now. Uh, uh, and so then on the left-hand side of the screen is something that is extremely, extremely rare. And it, this is when you start getting into the weeds of where vintage Star Wars carded figures can go. This particular figure um, is an Empire Strikes Back um, ADAT commander, but it's not just a regular ADAT commander. This is a Canada Sears exclusive Wow. And on top of that, it was actually labeled General Veers. Oh. And so on top of that, it is what's called skin wrapped, where the figure is actually, it's basically heat shrinked to the, the card back. It's a generic, basically a generic card back that Kenner um, came up with for Sears. And these figures were packed in with vehicles as store exclusives or whatnot and this is like this is his grail of grails he is a huge general fears fan um julian glover i believe is the actor's name who also yeah. was in game of thrones and i think he was in indiana uh, jones indiana jones and and he's a been in so many projects this was like he just got this um recently and he's been working on getting this for a long time uh just i know for some people that are not into this thing it might not look that like that much but let me tell you in the vintage star wars collecting community like these pieces are very highly sought after um so yeah it's just it's items like this that you would never get to see otherwise you wouldn't see them at a regular show or or whatever um but yeah it's just great being able to you know see something like this in person yeah um yeah and and just going through his collection i mean he's got a um 
a French boxed Millennium Falcon. Like, what? Um, it's just, <laughs> you know, at first you, you just look at it. Oh, that's, you know, a boxed Millennium Falcon. Nope, it's a French version. Um, when you start getting into the foreign, <laughs> when you start getting into the foreign variations, it becomes mm -hmm. a whole different ball game and values just, you know, jump significantly when it comes to stuff like that. And right here, you've got a Palatoy, which is, um, a UK version of the Death Star playset. It was a, um, the U S version was all, was very different. It was a plastic version. Um, the UK um, Palatoy needed to come up with something cheaper, so they came up with a full cardboard playset, and this is highly sought after. I believe this is sealed still, and it may be graded. Um, just stuff that, again, I've never, you know, I've never seen one of these before in person. Um, people were drooling over that. Um, you know, you've got stuff from a crazy vintage Sigma. C-3PO tape dispenser with the tape in a very awkward position. Um, <laughs> this is this is one of those pieces in the vintage community that has now become extremely sought after because it's just so ridiculous. Um, wow. And uh, you know, and and I don't know. He's got video games in his basement. Colt forty-five. So, oh yeah, that's a vintage <laughs> Colt forty-five. Um you know, display from, from the seventies or whatever it is. It's just, I, you know, I eat this stuff up. I love it. Um, I hope to have some, a display like this someday. And, and, you know, we'll just go through, he, I mean, he's got display cases in his collection room, which is upstairs in his house. And it's, it's got another C3PO. Oh yeah. He's got <laughs> yeah, the other one, the, the French girl C3PO. Yep. This is a, it's like, um, some sort of, uh, tray or plate or whatever ridiculous looking c-3po i mean he's got carded um lando cal so cal he's got a sealed tatooine skiff from Rule vintage 34. power of the force um so yeah we're just going through pictures his his display is it's something else like you walk into this room and you're just okay you know there's like some of these pieces are like would be the focal point of entire collection he's got just every you know a little bit of everything and uh even the golden girls he's got so this golden girls skateboard um i went to a meetup in new york city and uh he won he won this in the raffle and uh <laughs> you know we like signed the other side of it and everything it, it was just it was too fun um, but yeah, just going through, I mean, he's got stuff from his childhood. Oh man, he's got droids. Oh yeah. He's got the, all the entire droids carded run, the entire Ewoks wow. carded run. And so what's f crazy about those is they, he got those when he w in the eighties and his mom was like, you should keep those in the package. And he's like, really? She's like, yeah, I think you should just keep them in the package. Yeah. Smart woman. I mean, great. Decision. Just crazy. Um, so just, just kind of, you know, and, and like, we're talking about everybody has a unique collection Jeez. and everything and, and the way you display stuff. I mean, so he's a Boba Fett focus collector in this picture. He's got carded figures from empire strikes back return of the Jedi. He's got foreign variations. He's got v all different variations. He's got 
prototype Boba Fett modern figures. He's got prototype um, uh, expanded universe modern Star Wars figures. Uh, he's got um, the original Boba Fett that was uh, a mailer back when nobody really knew who Boba Fett was. That's graded. Uh, just super fun stuff. Um, again, and this this is this is a crazy picture right here. Um, we've got a tri logo, which is a UK slash Palatoy, um, release down in the middle of the picture. Um, extremely rare. The, the figure is a different color. Um, he's got a vintage three pack. Again, these pieces are focal points for an entire collection. He's got displays in the background. He's got a proof card, which is pre-production for um the the card back art um again it it's just like you know the 12 inch vintage kenner figures one in empire strikes back one in the star wars box because you gotta have all the variations um yeah so it just goes on and on and on and you know there's there's just so he's his carded run is um just nuts um so sorry if i'm boring you guys i know no, we don't no, really no, talk no, about no. vintage stuff no, but uh dude, please keep going this is amazing so, i can look at this i can stare at this all day bro oh yeah so he's got uh this is a little bit unique with vintage stuff you've got all the um the ancillary things the ephemera the all the party supplies and that's what these are these are from a company called drawing board and because he is he loves Empire Strikes Back. He has gotten the whole run of products released by Drawing Board for Empire Strikes Back. And what's crazy is I'm doing the same thing for Return of the Jedi. I'm getting, I'm collecting this entire run for the Drawing Board um, products because um, I had a birthday party that we decked out the the party in return of the jedi stuff so i want to you know mm. it's just a representation of that experience and and stuff so this is when you know we talk about focus collecting and stuff and then you know you can branch off and and try to fill displays and gaps and that sort of thing and, and that's what makes vintage star wars collecting so much fun is that there's so much product out there that you can always find something in any price range i mean most of this stuff is five ten fifteen dollars like so this stuff is like the affordable stuff you know the shelves above that mm, not so much you're gonna basically be almost every carded figure is is an entire car but um you know a car payment but uh yeah so just again he's got an empire strikes back kenner uh run the figures that debuted on empire strikes card backs um he's, too. Look at that. oh yeah unpunched every, i mean he's all about you know the best quality possible here's got his um he's got the uh 21 back figures he's got the 12 back figures all in the star wars card uh you know figures that were released in 78 and 79 he's got um kenner products cups um mugs awards from internal kenner uh employees he's God got damn. he's got um a boxed uh display you know on the second shelf it's the um 
action figure display stand. Uh, it's just, mm. I mean, I, I kept on going back up to this room and I was just, <clears throat> my jaw was dropped. Um, you know, it, it's funny in this display, he's got a gentle giant Ahsoka bust, you know, um, six scale bust, but it's like, that is like nothing compared to, again, more 12 back carded figures. He's got um, action figure multi-packs, which were usually, uh, you got them from Sears or JCPenney. You would order them from the Wishbook catalog from back in the day. And you would get this box of figures that were all sealed in baggies. And that's a whole nother area of Star Wars collecting is is these sealed baggy figures in these mailer packs. And, and look, he's got multiples and they're all graded in these cases that have it shows everything that comes in the package and it's just um all kinds of you know cool stuff so yeah it's um (laughs) it's it is wild and it's it's overwhelming and and uh so yeah he's got his vintage collection um ahsoka tano figures um he's got custom custom ahsoka pieces um, but, and, and the other thing is it seeing figures, seeing a collection displayed, it gives you ideas of how you could display your collection, how you can mm-hmm. use elements from that collection. Um, again, again, here, he's got a six inch black series, um, uh, prototype of Ahsoka, um, from rebels. Uh, <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> I was drooling, um, the whole time I was, I was there. Uh, and and again, you guys might think it's crazy driving six hours, but to experience a collection like this, well, well worth, worth it. it. It's like a museum. Um, oh, it, it oh, is absolutely. a museum, yeah. and that's what it, it's like. And and then Jeez. you look at these pictures now, and it, you look at he's got the full like Return of the Jedi carded run. <clears throat> all he's got the entire Power of the Force carded um, run. All the figures that were new to that line. Um, those are the figures that came with the coin and, and, and so the, um, actually right in the center of this picture that we're seeing on screen is, uh, a lot of, a lot of collectors might recognize the Darth Vader vintage case. It's basically from Mm. his chest up. This one in this picture is actually a prototype. It was used internally by Hasbro or Kenner. They sprayed it gold because they were testing it out. The, they were testing the paint out for the the upcoming C-3PO action figure case. So this particular um, wow. item is, again, you're talking vintage prototype Star Wars, extremely, extremely rare. Um, and <clears throat> Probably you know, what, one of a kind? It there's there's several of them known in circulation, but still, it's just like how many rooms is this? This is like a this whole is house? one room. This is one. Room. All of that really? is one room. Yeah, he, some of the other pictures that were downstairs with the prints and stuff that was his basement, but um, this is that was a very small room. So then this is down in his basement. Um, so he, uh, Fonz was a former minor league baseball player back in back in his heyday. He's a huge sports fan. So down in his basement is like a sports bar. And uh, so he's got all, all kinds of sports memorabilia. And he's got this great bar and, and everything to hang out at. So had some great conversations with other 
club members and you know you can see he's got autographed pictures and 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 that sort of thing and uh it just shows you that you can incorporate other areas of collecting into your collection it doesn't have to just be star wars or marvel or dc or sports mm -hmm. or whatever um so yeah it's it's just it's a lot to take in and i just um appreciate you guys um you know being willing to share these pictures i know i'm very long-winded here <laughs> no it's fine and, um, no, alvin alvin says you guys provide that avenue for me to share the love of collecting thanks for being there you guys need to do more meetups mm -hmm. also yeah we'll talk about that uh right at the end in the shout outs part um james c says the best part of collecting is the stories attached to the procurement of pieces i love letty <laughs> eddie said he's in the mountains so he's not able to make it today yeah. uh, also came in clutch with a super chat there yeah, these, yeah this is a fantastic collection yeah i was gonna say i mean just this collection aside the the uh the sentiment of meeting up with collectors somebody uh, in the chat i want to say it was alvin said that there's nobody like he doesn't know anybody in his thing. state mm -hmm. and uh i will say that it wasn't until i met uh rayner and subsequently zach here good buddy zach um i kind of just like collected and just had stuff mm -hmm. and then i went to <clears throat> uh zach's place and then uh and zach has like legos and stuff that he was collecting and we both got in the six scale at the same time because of zach here and uh we went to zach's apartment and he had uh, one detoff and four figures and i was like wow that's so cool to display your stuff and I didn't even know what six scale was. I took Rainer there to buy a figure. I didn't even own one yet. Or no, I did, but I didn't really know what it was. <clears throat> I was just like, oh, cool, Boba Fett. And I bought one. And uh, so that to be able to walk into someone's house and learn about something new and then take that and now, I mean, look at us now. We've run a fucking toy <laughs> podcast. So, and Empire. we're getting mm -hmm. to talk to this beautiful guy, Chris, who lives halfway <laughs> across the country. And then on the other side of the country is this handsome dude, Mario. And he's, you know, teaching us about statues and, and other figures. And then all of a sudden, from Canada... Off the top ropes. Off the top ropes, yeah. literally. <laughs> fucking John. And it's like, and we get to... Sh <laughs> and I would have never seen this guy's collection... Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for chris having gone over yeah. there and like and having his mind blown like <laughs> look at all this shit uh, this guy <laughs> has been uh, not shit but like look yeah. at all this yeah. stuff yeah. that yeah. he's been procuring yeah for his uh, literally his entire life since he was a kid mm -hmm. and sharing it with his community and subsequently the rest of the community <laughs> via the internet like that's so cool um that not only in in house hangouts but like we're doing mm -hmm. now like yeah that's it's absolutely amazing. yeah i don't want to yeah I'll go, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> no i was just gonna say and that's what it's all about and i'm glad between you guys is um you know if dean doesn't die here um <laughs> as long <laughs> don't put that juju on him yeah um you know between your amazing community and and you know 
60F scavengers and, and what John's doing and what Mario's doing and everything. I'm happy that we're able to provide the collectors that don't have those outlets locally to them mm-hmm. or, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote locally. Um, they can kind of share in those experiences. And just, you know, one last thing I'll say is um, I always think that there are more collectors out there than you realize. And it just yeah. takes either creating like you guys did with Ox, creating um, even just a local group, Facebook group or Instagram, whatever. I don't know. You'll be surprised who else is out there. And it literally takes two people to meet up and then you and and that's it. And you converse and who knows where things could go. And yeah. And I just say be willing to put yourself out there and if you really want to connect with collectors and be involved in these meetups um reach out and start doing your own thing and and create your own event create your own meetup and and who cares if it's just two people you at least have star wars or marvel or some sort of pop culture thing in um in common and i think you know, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. It's great, was, it's great oh. that you mentioned that, Chris, because um, when when Dean and I first got together with Rainer and Manny, uh, we started a group called 16 San Antonio. And uh, you're right. Like, I just thought, like, oh, we'll make a group and, like, in a week we'll have, like, a thousand people. Like, you know, very naive. Uh, and it was a little bit of a grind to get a good group of guys together. But, you know, I think that first few months... Uh, we had already had like 50, 60 people. We did our first get together uh, at my apartment, which was really small. Uh, and it was me, Dean Rayner, Jason Nelson, Seth, uh, and I think Manny as well. Um, and we literally just like hung out. We talked like tips and tricks for customizing. Everyone brought a figure. We pitched him for pizza. Very low key event, but it's grown over time. Uh, now um, we're. We got sort people like, flying in from California to come hang out with us. Yeah, <laughs> now so we're working on a on a on a in-person show which we haven't we did one at Stevens but we haven't done one with like listeners in a while. Uh, but it's going to be at Buddy's Toys and Collectibles at their brand new location. We're still trying to figure out details on the dates and obviously our lawyers have to get involved and and you know obviously <laughs> with a brand like this, you know, we cannot just show up, you know. And yeah. so um, stay tuned on collecting with the auxiliary for that. It'll probably be a live show also if the uh, the internet's good enough. Um, um, but yeah, we're going to we're going to try to get out there and and uh, mingle with some people for the first time in in a long time. Really quick, I want to give a piece of advice that I found super helpful. If if you're looking for collectors in your area, get on Craigslist, Facebook, offer up, search for whatever you want to buy, and people that are selling it, you know, obviously don't waste their time thinking you're going to want to buy it. But like, see who's out there, and then mm-hmm. send them a message like, "Hey, I want to start a Facebook group selling stuff like this," <coughs> or. Hey, I, um, you know, where do you like? Where do you shop for your figures? Like, <coughs> easy, Dean. Oh Sorry, gosh. I know. I, I got to drive. Getting all excited here. It's like COVID, but like, because like like Chris said, they're out there. You probably just don't realize it, and that's mm-hmm. how I would get started. I would see something I wanted to buy, and when I met up with that person, you just build that relationship. Like, because you know, you don't know what else they're gonna sell later on, too. 
But like, hey man, like this is this is a Facebook group I like to do business on. If you want to sell this thing, maybe you can't move it today, but like there could be somebody, you know, like John who wants to buy it in Canada and he's in this group. Come hang mm-hmm. out with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how um, I would try and help grow our San Antonio group. I mean, we really don't use it now. Everybody's on Ox, but um, that was an invaluable tool for me. If you yeah. want to find other collectors, yeah, it's really great to meet. It's really great to meet up uh, other collectors in person. Um, not too long ago, I met up with Jesse from the Scavengers Group, and um, over at uh, at Frankenstein's. <laughs> it was his first time over there. And he asked me if uh, if we wanted to go sometime for his birthday. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's meet up. That'd be great. And yeah, we had a blast, man. So it's not just not just him. I mean, we also I mean Eddie and I met over there. Uh, JB and I were talking about uh, doing a trip along with Eddie and whoever else wants to meet up. That's local to to, uh, to SoCal. But yeah, that's one of the other areas too. Is is Frankincense, where a lot of people that either come from out of state want to come and meet up. Is like one of the best places to meet. Mm. Um, and just to shop, just just to look around and, and everything that's out there and just chit chat about. Your collecting habits and and, and what yeah. have you been? It's it's always a great time over there. Yeah, even like a local comic book shop, you know, visit mm-hmm. the local comic book shop, spark a conversation. You never know where where it's gonna take yeah. you. Exactly. I don't know about uh, Dean and Craigslist. I thought he was gonna be like, hey, uh, you're into collecting, want a barbecue? It's a little too soon. <laughs> Slap the meat on the grill. No, that's just for feet picks. Hey. <laughs> Um, getting into some miscellaneous movie news set point uh, set photos from the new flashpoint film leaked a lot of people complaining about this uh set of photos here um she's sexy bro yeah i don't know what you're complaining about i don't know i I think some people are complaining about the abs but i've read on some of these uh posts these are actually part of the harness system uh to support her torso so they're going to be edited out in post uh, whether or not that's true, I'm not sure. You also have the flash here and a look at Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne once more. Oh, boy. Um, people are already <laughs> digging into these, so uh, I thought we'd go and share those. And then Transformers announced today the battle on Earth is no longer just between Autobots and Decepticons. <clears throat> Maximals, Predacons, and Terracons join Transformers Rise of Beasts in theaters June 24th, wow. 2022. That's been, uh, that's been long... Um, kind of like long rumored uh for a while so it's great to finally get some confirmation what, on what that. was the t-rex in the last one is that that's not beast a, wars no that's that grimlock, uh, grimlock and that's like a dinobot yeah dinobot, in, in okay. g1 they had dinobots but um <coughs> thank you beast wars is I, I don't know that this is exactly a beast wars rehash but oh, it's, it's a different set of factions <laughs> Um, the movie for the week. I know it's a long show, but I don't think anyone's complaining. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. It's been eight years since Batman, in collusion with Commissioner Gordon, vanished into the night, assuming responsibility for the death of Harvey Dent. Batman sacrificed everything for what he and Gordon hoped would be the greater good. However, the arrival of a cunning cat burglar and a merciless terrorist named Bane forced Batman out of exile into battle. He may not be ready to win. I like this movie a lot. Um, I- there was such a, um, I don't really know what the right way to say this, but um, it's if I remember correctly, when this movie came out, there was that awful, awful shooting, and oh, um, shit. yeah, God, and it yeah. it kind of put a damper, and I remember not wanting to go to that theater. That was here in town, wasn't it? That was in Colorado. Oh, in Colorado. No. And I remember, yeah, that I think there was a smaller shooting in San Antonio, yeah. but I'm talking the the big one. Yeah, you're but right. I remember right. I remember not wanting to go to the theater to see this. Like I wanted to see it, but 
a lot of these copycat people were saying like, oh, like we're going to do it also. Um, but I remember seeing this movie at a very low point in my life and, you know, just hung out with some friends and uh, it, it was one of my most memorable experiences of that summer. Not particularly because the movie was amazing, though I think it is really great and I really enjoy it, but just I, I just remember the camaraderie that day and, you know, hanging out with some friends and kind of forgetting about all life's problems. Um, there was some sort of thing, I think it was Dean that mentioned it, where you're watching a movie and something totally unintentional takes you so far out of the movie that you just can't accept it as reality and it ruins the whole movie for you. There's one part in this movie where he breaks his back and this dude just yeets his spine back into alignment and he's like yeah. good to go. And like, cool. I, I just, yeah, he's like, thanks. That is kind of silly to mm. me, but um, I love this movie. I, I love Tom Hardy. I think he's one of the greatest actors of our generation, uh, at least up and coming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think it's a great way to end uh, one of the best superhero trilogies, uh, in my opinion, ever. I know, Dean, you're not a big fan of this trilogy or this take on Batman, but what do you think about this film? For, for me, the moment <laughs> that took me out of this movie where I was just like, no, absolutely not. The entire movie? Well, <laughs> he's on the roof and he's talking to Catwoman and yep, she, yep, fucking, yep. she ditches him <clears throat> and he's still talking and he turns around and he's like, so that's what that feels like. It's like, why are you still talking like Batman? There's no one around you. Why are you still doing that? Or the it's why, not a why car meme. That? It's not a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, I I give people, or not people, but I give this trilogy a lot of shit. <clears throat> Mostly Gosh. for the meme. It's not unwatchable. I just, again, it's not my favorite. Chris, what do you think? I'm sorry, I keep coughing. <laughs> smoking get, get this man some lozenges this, uh, with that super um, chat. Okay, <laughs> I am actually I I agree with Dean. Um, I am not. Oh no, I am not. That I crazy. fucking love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Letty, come on. I am not a big uh, um, Bale, uh, you know, uh, Nolan trilogy. F um, fan i mean i i enjoy the the trilogy um but i just i do not i never revisit these movies um i'm never i never feel like i need to revisit them um when i saw <laughs> when i saw um i saw this movie originally uh with my brother and we both walked out of the movie and and we were not um Oh my god! Super <laughs> impressed with the way things ended. Um, I think what really killed it for me. Um, I, I mean, I love the second movie, but I cannot stand Maggie Gyllenhaal, and that oh, ruined that movie you. for I me. Agree. I so, don't understand why. <laughs> that it ruined the movie for me. So you're not wrong. Dude, I was stoked when she exploded. What do you I mean? I liked her as dust. Yeah. Um, oh, man. And uh, and and like. This movie, I, and I'm with you, Zach. I love Tom Hardy as an actor. Um, I I really like Bane in this movie because I just get a kick out of his voice, and uh, that got me from the beginning. But yeah, the backbreaking thing. There was some time jump issues with this, oh, this movie dude, that man. killed it for me. Um, when they locked down the city and everything, um, it's just like all of a sudden he's there. And uh, yeah, he goes from the cave yeah. to Gotham. And I, a I really dislike that. But I mean, 
There's some great fight scenes. There's some great action. Um, another problem is I do not like Anne Hathaway at all as an actor. So Anne Hathaway's. I don't <laughs> like her. So again, I had problems with that casting and, and I don't usually like, there's something about casting, um, that can kill a movie for me. Um, and then there's sometimes when I'm skeptical going in and then the actor does an amazing job and I really buy it. But, um, this whole story about Ra's al Ghul's daughter and like the whole involvement with, um, Bane and, I just, I, I felt like the story was a bit too convoluted and the fact that they left you hanging with um, jo- jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, character and right? everything. That was beautiful. Yeah, especially because they knew the trilogy was over. Well, and so, uh, you know, aside from all that is I might view this trilogy a little bit differently if Bale had continued in the DCEU as Batman, um, which he was offered friggin' $50 million and he turned it down. Um, I really like continuity in movies. Mm -hmm. And when you change an actor within the series, or if you, you know, if it's in its own contained universe, I don't know. Like I just, that's why I love the MCU because it's so expansive and everything's connected um, all these, <laughs> um, all these DC like contained universe things, um, up to this point, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll say have been an issue when you start introducing multiverses and, um, that sort of thing. My feelings towards this trilogy could change in the future if they ever revisit this Batman in future projects so <clears throat> sorry again another tangent not huge on this movie but i mean it's enjoyable fun comic book movie just not my batman hmm. john <laughs> how dare you convince me otherwise the trilogy the trilogy was a masterpiece um here here the directing the it's just fantastic now out of the three movies this was the one that was lacking the most that i agree with you um some some aspect now we gotta understand if heath ledger didn't pass he would have been in this movie Mm -hmm. right so that would have carried over in the story now the acting in some scenes like when talia al ghul well, well we're talking spoilers this movie's got knows how old already when Talia Al Ghul passes, the way she passes, the gesture she makes and all that, like that, that stuff. When she's in a truck and she just tilts her head, like that got me. I was like, what, what is this? But there were some scenes in there that, like when Alfred visits the the gravesite of Thomas and, and uh, Martha, and then Bruce is there, like the... Because Why did you thought, say that name? Huh? Why Martha? did you say that name? <laughs> what name? Oh my God, he's a fake fan. Continue. I'm, I'm, I'm in this right now. Shh. Um, that was a tearjerker. Why did you I, say I, that name? I haven't cried in theaters in a long time, but that was one that hit home. And the ending, where he goes and he orders the Fernie Branca, and he's at the restaurant, and and he oh, sees Bruce. Yes. Like that was. I left that theater. I was like, wow. 
But I do agree with you. There are some aspects where the acting uh, needed some work as well as the storyline. Like that whole that whole cave scene and the fishy, fishy pasta, pasta. Like that, that was a little, that was fishy a little too pasta. much. Fishy yeah. pasta. What? If you clip watch that. it. Eddie, clip that. If you watch it, it's <laughs> fishy, fishy pasta, pasta. Listen to it, watch. Wow. Then we'll go back on. Mario, what do you think um, about it? What do you think about fishy uh, pasta, Mario? Uh, um, hey, man, to each their own. <laughs> um, guys, I don't know. Chris, you mentioned about the cast on this thing. You didn't like it? I mean, uh, dude. I'm not they, saying. I, 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 or just, just casting some, in general. Just some of the casting okay. in general I had a problem with. I mean, I, like, you know, I, I think Bale did, you know, he he did a really good job as that version of Batman. Mm-hmm. But again, um yeah, some of the some of the other characters that they cast, um, I I probably would prefer other actors. But again, that's mm. just me, and I can respect. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Again, going back to what Zach mentioned earlier, I, I also I too remember when this movie dropped. How everybody was a little bit a little bit nervous to go back out to the movie theater, considering what happened um, earlier. But you know, I went out and saw it, and it was great. You know. The casting was great. I mean, Christian Bale, I think, to me, is like, he's my favorite Bruce Wayne. He's, um, Batman Begins is, like, probably my favorite Batman movie. Yeah. Um, this one was still, it's, like, like many would say, the weakest of the trilogy, although it's a really good trilogy. I mean, I, I love how this trilogy is more grounded into, I guess, more real world than any, than any co- other comic movie that's out there. I think to this day, even more so. But Christian Bale was great. Gary Oldman, Michael Caine, I thought was a perfect Alfred. Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. as you guys said again, was, was Amazing. great. Amazing. Michael Caine. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, I love to see the way that his, his fighting skills, how fast that he really was. But I wasn't really keen on how I guess he was like uh, a member of the League of Shadows and then, and then banned from it or whatever. I mean, whatever, no big deal. Um, Morgan Freeman and Anne Hathaway. You know, it was a trip that I forgot who was in here. It was Ben Mendelsohn, director Krennic himself. Oh yeah, I totally forgot that he was in here. And if also he's so non-threatening in this film, it's weird. <laughs> but on top, I know he's like you're pure evil, talking to Bane. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, another one too. I didn't just until recently. Um, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones was in here. Do you guys know? Do you guys catch what? that? What is he? He's the CIA agent at the very beginning that... Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plane. That's freaking yeah. Littlefinger, dude. I was like, trip out. Lady Sansa. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. Not, this movie's a, garbage. Everyone agrees. Oh, it's panel. Gosh, it. Jesus, you just interrupted Jesus Mario, dude. Anyway, so as I was saying... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed the film. Again, uh, like I said, it's, it's the weakest out of the, out of the third one, but it's still a great overall trilogy. <sighs> Um. Yeah, and I just love the way how I really liked how Bane really took over in the in the middle of the movie and and broke Batman. I mean, as as um, I I read that comic when I was a kid when it came out, that Nightfall series, and to see that come come to the screen, I thought it was pretty freaking cool. I mean, I wouldn't I didn't think we would see like a powerhouse like that and just as he walks away, just breaks up his cowl, just snatches it, and just walks off like a G, yeah. right? I thought I thought it was dope. I really liked it. Can, can um, I ask it, a question? Oh, when you're done, sorry. Thank you. I thought it broke down in the end, though. However, the the third act just was just like, come on. 
I, we, we see this character build up in Bane just to be shit on at the very end. Yeah. And, I mean, with him working for Talia al Ghul and at the very end, just sitting there, you both know I have to kill you now. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. And he just gets like, like shot like, and Mario it's like, oh. Uh-huh. All right, well, now that I'm not but, coughing. Go ahead. You all right, bro? You all right, bro? You're scaring me. Now. Yeah, no, I just had dry throat. Oh, wait, uh, John, you wanted to ask a question? Yeah, I just wanted to ask. What trilogy out there even comes close to this trilogy? Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Okay, well, besides Star Wars, surpasses Star Evangelion. Wars. Evangelion. Back, back to the Evangelion future, trilogy. Indiana Jones. Evangelion back to the future. On a, on a different planet, buddy. <laughs> Backdoor slot. What? No. What? Uh, Whoa. Evangelion is uh, like yeah. on Mars. Mark Regis' first date as a couple with my wife was Batman Begins Opening Night. Glad it wasn't Dark Knight Rises. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, Andres says gonna, Dean I'm is gonna, going to rally uh, like Bane. <laughs> that's a good callback, my guy. Damn. Dude. Oh man, that was tight. Um, oh man. Yeah, it's uh, it's just bad. It's uh. Oh come on. I don't know. always think it's good enough to reissue figures. Oh, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. re-release yeah. upgraded figures. And Hathaways, this is the first movie I saw where I was like. Dude, sucks. but her on the her I don't like well, her. I, I would say on Mario. The pod, though? Yeah, oh my God, yeah. Are come on, okay. come on. On the yeah, Batpod, yeah. Um, yeah. And Hathaway is acting mm-hmm. bugs the yeah. fuck out of me. Yeah, uh, awesome. I didn't mind her in this movie. Again, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bane. Uh, Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy, fucking amazing. A weird choice with the voice. I don't think I've ever heard Bane sound like that in any other interpretation. Um, but he gave again, a great performance wearing a mask, and all you can see is just yeah. his, his facial oh, expressions. Sure. That, the yeah, one thing, fantastic. The one thing about that performance by Tom Hardy is like you don't realize like the dude's only like five nine in real life. Dude, right? <laughs> he yeah, like he got swollen. He, he was so he looked so big in that movie, yeah. and uh, you know, fully committed. So yeah. gotta give it to him. The thing yeah. with this trilogy is it doesn't hit the comics. This is like if you had a billionaire it's tomorrow. And what's what's wrong with this? Is that? like modern day. Nothing. It's perfect. This is like modern day. If if we had a billionaire tomorrow who wanted to do what he did, it's realistic. It can happen. Yeah. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's well, like a I'm modern day battle. Like well, you know what, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> Technically. Um, it's uh the scene with the football stadium is so good. That was like, cool. Again, I mean that I hate this movie in the trilogy. Um, I don't enjoy it, but I play it up for the cameras. Uh, but wow. I cannot <laughs> deny that that scene where the floor collapses wow. and Bane comes out of nowhere. Alvin wow. killing us. Alvin, Alvin, geez. Alvin is spoiling us, man. Alvin Thank says, you, thanks Alvin. for the great live stream. As always, got to run. See you guys next time. Alvin, you sweet yeah, Alvin. The man. Uh, okay. have, a great, have a great mind, Alvin. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't Make seen this, crying. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen this movie in this chat. Or listening to this podcast. If you haven't, though, even I say give it a watch so you can see how bad it is. But okay. <laughs> real quick, Alvin, hopefully you're still there. Your poster should be delivering any day now. It went uh, shipped on Monday, so stay tuned for that. And what an what an absolute super chat animal, according to James C. Are uh, we Dean... gonna announce next week's movie or yet yeah, or? Um, yeah, yeah we <laughs> Manny says Zach is going to have that Alita by Friday watch <laughs> yeah this right <laughs> hashtag fun the Alita uh, the movie for next week chosen by Eddie is Scarface yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good movie 
Uh, July Patreon benefits. So we just shipped June on Monday. Uh, this uh, uh, July coming up is the Clips sticker, 1,000 subscribers sticker, and a Mount Collect More magnet. We're also working on one bonus item for the top tier patrons uh, in the What a Guy tier. Um, we're not we're not able to announce it just yet, but it's going to be a pretty cool special item. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That Rainer, the Rainer picture on that sticker looks just like it's like photo absolutely real. nailed it, dude. Photo Way real, to go, Manny. You, you look, look like Manny you, look your, like your photo there. looks like your hair is blowing in the wind. Who's hey, mine? Yours, yeah. Dean, let's give a shout out to the Patreonies. Yeah, shout out Ben Porter, Sean Fear, Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, Lemur Hernandez, King Louie, Mark Pearson. Mark, you fucking beautiful angel, you're in the chat. Paul Schreiber, James Colley, also in the chat. Red Right Hands, Sweet Danny Lee, Deanie Martin, she's watching in the other room right now. Stephen Crett, Big Old Firm, King Zach. Cesar Mariquin, Mike Cruz, Lisa Martin Bomoski. I gotta need a sip right now. I got Alita. so many names, dude. Oh Rick what the Gregorio, Alvin Jules, the Everyday Collector. First time on the show, Ricardo Valdez. Yeah. Shout him out. Way to go, buddy. Shout Bold out to Alvin boys. Jules. Uh, shout out Alvin Jules. Also, yeah. Oh, man. He, yeah, he took absolute legend, again. man. Uh, Bola Boy, Jimmy James, Mario Cortez, Stephen Percher, Sean Hughes, B. Scott Bradley, Stephen Maria Stanley, Jesse Contreras, Lord Voldetort, Eddie Manzanares, Joe, Chet Beaks Corpus, and Mr. and Mrs. J.B. Look, Mark right there in the chat. Uh, we have three tiers. The $5 Sweet Angel tier stickers sent straight to your door and access to now 73 episodes of Ox After Dark Replay. Certified Crispy is the Certified Crispy Certificate on your first pledge. Assistance with figure fixes, uh, just message me beforehand, and all the benefits of the previous tier. The What A Guy tier is the 18 by 24 silhouette poster on your first pledge. Doubles of all the stickers we send. One sculpt year painted by Darkside Customs after three months. And all the benefits of the previous tiers. Just note for the anything that involves like larger item postage, um, we may have to charge those at cost, uh, or we can send a free printable file. Uh, we just shipped our first posters, uh, looked into getting a quote on our first posters to Canada and it was like 50 bucks. So that's, uh, just that's, to uh, ship it. Yeah. Cause the tube's like 18 inches long. So oh, I think yeah, they use that right. as the dimensional measurement. What a bunch of uh, bottles. Fucking Canada. Yeah. We Best have, country. uh, <laughs> for a few more weeks, uh, CW pride <laughs> Hundred percent of the funds go to the Trevor Project, um, and so we'll be we'll be donating all of our T Public income from that shirt and everything else on our T Public uh, to the Trevor Project. I think right now it's going to be like a twenty or thirty dollar donation. So uh, definitely uh, definitely going to be going to a pretty good cause there. Uh, as far as the network goes, we have Small Talk. They are recording this Thursday. CW Live is what you're listening to now. Uh, Only Fools and Collecting. Their up episode is uploading on uh thursday collecting rarities they're doing a double feature episode so they're uh talking about beer and then adult magazines 
on <laughs> Sunday. In and outs of collecting on Friday. They're going to touch, uh, retouch up on some of the topics we talked about today. CW clips. Uh, Eddie's in the process of a move, so once he gets finished with that, those should start to be updated again. Uh, collecting with the live unboxing on Monday. We did Anakin Darkside live. I thought it was a great unboxing. Uh, and then we also have the Okami statue unboxing there. Uh, After Dark, we moved it back to Wednesday at 10.30. We heard the feedback, guys. You, your voices were not, did not fall on deaf ears, so we're moving back to 10.30. And then Ox Plays, we're going to try to get something up soon. I know um, I've been playing Flight Sim, but I know uh, some people want to play uh, Among Ox again or even uh, Scribbles, so stay tuned for that. Facebook group is Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. You can find us there. We chat about you know the news as it comes up. And then we also just uh, chit-chat with our members. For shout-out time, Six Scale Scavengers, uh, Brian and Chris. Chris, obviously, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, one of the best uh, duos, tr formerly trios in the biz. Uh, Optical 20, William's a great guy there, does some great live streams. JB Collection, KG Collector, big shout-out to KG. He just started getting back on the video producing train, so go show his channel some love. PJ the Paradox Nerd, uh, great guy. John was on his last live stream on, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, Rogue One Six. True. They had a great, um, a great sit and talk on Friday. Be sure to give that a listen. Boogie Manny, Jow from Third Party Reviews, Thor over at DCX, and then John the Everyday Collector's YouTube channel as well. So definitely, definitely some great people putting out some great content in the community. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, big shout out to Alvin Jules getting the super Absolutely. chat kicked off strong. Absolute legend. Uh, Chris, big shout out uh, for you for coming on today. I know it was a little bit longer than we had planned. Um, we actually have a video from you that we didn't show. We could yeah, post that on fun. Ox. Yeah. And uh, that way they can get a, a video walkthrough of Fonz's collection. Totally. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. And I know you wanted to talk a little bit about Scavengers just briefly. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, again, thanks for having me on. Um, I know I kind of imposed uh, to come on, but um, I just wanted to chat with you guys. I love um, everything listening to you guys. So I you know, just want to be a part of the conversation. Um, yeah, so Brian and I are going to have a live stream on our Facebook group, Six Scale Scavengers Collectors, um, sometime soon. And we're just going to um, go over the state of um, the scavengers and, you know, the podcast and, and YouTube and all that stuff. And then uh, what we kind of plan on doing um, when we get back into the fold. So just kind of keep an eye out for that, that posting. And, uh, yeah, we just, um, always, always love the conversation with you guys. Yeah, of course. Anytime you want to come on, the seat is always open. Or if you want to go to team yellow, my guy, holla at your boy. Um, Sean <laughs> Usby says, uh, were you going to talk about the situation on, from rogue one six this week? We were going to talk about it, but honestly, we already knew this episode was going to be pretty long and we wanted to keep some time for Chris's segment. And honestly, they had like a three hour Friday stream where they talked about it. And <laughs> I, I just felt like it was beating a dead horse. It didn't happen in Ox. So it's not really our situation to comment on. And um, we could talk about it in the Patreon chat, but I, I felt like or a lot of the dark. points. Yeah. I felt like all the points that we would have made were covered already. So um, I wanted to get, Chris as much airtime as possible. Matt says no. Yeah, we. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to yeah. relive such yeah, events. I, I y'all were getting, you know, it was pretty hot. So I was like, I, it's not, it's not our family stuff that 
we need to be worrying about. So, uh, but yeah, Chris, thank you for coming on. Uh, stay tuned for the uh, stream there on the Six Kill Scavengers Facebook group. Uh, <clears throat> does anyone else have any shout outs they want to give? Uh, shout out as always to the to the live viewers and for everybody that uh, pitched on a super chat. We love you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for just thank you so much for your support. Really, really appreciate it. Shout Gosh. out to my man Steven Tech uh Steven Kret over at Trendy Talk, Trendy Tech Talk. Uh gave me a great deal on the Shure SM seven B trying it out today, so I like it, but it's definitely a, a neat little microphone. Shout out Eddie for jumping on even though he's you know can't be here with us. Shout out Alvin Jules, of course. Yeah, what funny a guy. Lido. What a guy. And, uh, <laughs> and shout out to uh, Ricardo Valdez for being the first on, or not the first, but today is his first episode on the Patreon read. And yeah. um, he's my berserk buddy. So, <clears throat> and shout out Matt Mangum, you fucking handsome guy. How dare you? Yeah, Matt, we need Matt to come on After Dark tomorrow. Or something. <clears throat> Matt and Chris I- on the same stream? Oh my God. Oh, dude. man. That'll boost our. I think our, Matt um, needs to vent. Women some more. viewers, uh, way more. Mm-hmm. Right, we got Paul yeah, Schreiber showing in. Platform. And some guys. Yeah. Hey, it's June. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Mario. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Chris. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.